There she is. C-3PO, do you copy? Yes, sir. Are you safe? For the moment. We're in the main hangar across from the ship. We're right above you. Stand by. You came nothing? You're braver than I thought. Nice. Come on. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, present, and future. Is that what I used to say? Oh, boy. (laughs) Old school. (laughs) You're listening to episode number 116. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight from Vintage to Modern, Bendham's the Black series. He collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Jason. Good to be back. This is a fun one. I, I, I did my homework. I'm, I'm ready to go for this. All right. Also joining us tonight from this week in Star Wars, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. I didn't do my homework, so I'm just going to copy whatever Ah. We're going to roast you then. <laughs> no, I did homework. I did homework. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't. I actually didn't write any of this down. It's all in my head, so hopefully I can remember. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> uh, Also joining us tonight, Emperor's Royal Guard Collector, Shornair, Chris Moorhead. Hello, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. And last but not least, from from forlompzuckus.com, Jake Stevens. Hello, Jake. Hello, happy holidays, whenever you're listening to this in 2023, 2024, whenever it is. 25. It could be April. (laughs) Let's hope it's not April. Um, Yeah, this is it. This is our big end of the year show that we've done, I think, every year since 2013. So, wow. Crazy how much time has gone by. Is this 10th yeah. or is this 11th? This would be this the 11th. 11th. This 11th. would be the 11th one, yeah. Yep. So, let's uh, well, let's just quickly get started like we normally do and talk about what we picked up recently. I know it's been, as usual, it's been a while since we recorded last, so try to keep it recent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, what have you picked up recently? Oh, you skipped Ryan. Oh. Uh... You have to make the thoughts first, Matt. No, I usually just say, yeah, what Ryan did. You know, when I used to do this show, I didn't do it in order. I would just randomly go to go to people. Yeah, I remember those days. And then uh, and then it just became too hard for me to keep track of who I had talked to. So I just, enough of that. I was like, enough of that. Uh, okay. Well, uh, it makes us intellectually lazy. Another old school uh, move. Let's see. I found the, uh, whatever the most, some of the most recent vintage collection wave. Uh, the uh, Chopper, R5-D4, and Pre-Vizsla, but not the other three uh, in that wave, which I guess is um, like Revan, Revan and a couple guys. Yeah, well, Amazon sent some of them. I didn't send some, and I found some oh. at GameStop. Oh. Um, let's see, what else? I don't um, – the Jedi Revan and HK Double Pack. Uh, found that at GameStop around here. 
black series. I I don't think we've I've picked any black series up since our last show. Is there anything that's come out that I'm just the Holocom if you're getting them, but the Holocom. I saw the Target one and I saw the GameStop one, and I feel good about my decision to <laughs> to pass on <laughs> those. Not good for you. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that because I think I'm going to talk about those later in the show. Um, <laughs> but, spoiler. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. It's it seems like there's a lot of stuff shipping, but it's. I mean, that's, it's just those vintage and that's been about it, I think. All right. Uh, Ryan, what have you picked up recently? A lot of the same as what uh, Matt had there. Uh, the new TVC wave, I've gotten some from Pulse, some from Amazon, but with Chopper, Hera, uh, was it Previsla? Uh, I think I've gotten everybody but R5D4 at this point from that wave. Um, and the Black Series, I just got the, the Holocom Han Solo recently. Um, which I think is the worst of the the bunch that have come out so far. Uh, but by the way, to, to go back to something we talked about a while back, it is definitely the Bespin Han Solo, not the uh, the Solo movie Han Solo. It's definitely Bespin. Um, just to clear that up. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. People were, I'm sure, waited with bated breath on mm-hmm. that one. Um, beyond that, it's just been like some Jed Joe and Marvel purchases. Uh, there's been a ton of stuff that went up for super super cheap lately. I think I bought six Marvel figures for under 60 bucks uh, the other day between – oh, no, it was all Target. Target had a bunch of good deals. Um, and uh, some G.I. Joe stuff I got for, like, under 10 bucks each. So that and, of course, there's the HasLab His Tank, which is truly awesome. Um, if if anybody out there has the His Tank, you're going to – check out those lights on it. That's the biggest thing is uh, I really want lights on our, on our Star Wars HasLabs. It makes a huge difference. Chris, what about you? What have you picked up? Uh, so Director Krennic showed up. Uh, Darth Revan, the the two pack with Revan and HK. You bought ran, those? Yeah, I did. I wow. Played the game. I, I don't know. On purpose? I, <laughs> it was one of those. Like, I was getting over a shipping minimum, and I uh-huh. wasn't sure if I was going to cancel it later. And it ended up shipping before I got a chance to cancel it. And then right. I realized I was paying $25 a figure for it, so I was a little annoyed. But, uh, yeah, I also picked up the HK-87s from the Ahsoka series because I found them at retail, and they rung up for, like, $13. Oh, Target, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, sure, I'll grab two. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, other than that, um, did, did I mention last time, the, the were we talking about the six-pack vintage? Return of the Jedi figures? Yeah, I think you had one at that point. Oh, okay, yeah. My whole box arrived. Mm-hmm. I got those. And then I also won a Grizz Fricks off of uh, eBay for a very reasonable price. And he's been stupidly expensive for a long time. That's an old one, yeah. Yeah, that's like Legacy, oh, no, uh, Shadows of the Dark Side, I think. That's one of the uh, X-Wing pilots, right? Yes, from the yeah. four packs. Yeah. I remember watching them at, at Toys R Us for a long time. And they yeah. wouldn't put them on sale. Wouldn't put them on sale. And they had like twenty of them. And then one day I went in, and they were just gone. Yep. Totally gone. I mean, either they just put them on a ridiculous clearance, or they just pulled them and sent them off to a clearance store. I don't know. That happens. But yeah. <laughs> they just vanished overnight. But that's yeah, pretty that was much a cool set. Oh, yeah. and my uh, um, Temple of Doom indie finally showed up. Where? <laughs> 
Is everyone else's? Uh, I got I, mine I in July, I think. Entertainment. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Entertainment Earth. Mine finally shipped. All Are right. your guys' machetes straight? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Because mine is curved like it is just. Can you like, like heat a... it up a bit and just put it reshape? Probably. It? Yeah, I, I've been trying to bend it a little bit, but yeah, I haven't done much with it yet, so. Anyway, that's what I found. All right. And Jake? All right. Hundreds uh, of figures at Ross. <laughs> I was going to say, before uh, yeah, before the show, we were talking about Ross finds, and I honestly am finding so much product, TVC, TVS, Retro, Mission Fleet, and I am honestly rebuying it at the extremely lower price. So in a toy show in the future, I can just straight out essentially – air quote, return my item to another vendor for cost. So stuff I'm buying for 25, but now I'm finding for five, I'll just sell mine for 25 in the future and feel like I got a deal. So lots of Ross toys. Um, shoot. What has come? Uh, did the Jedi pack come since we talked last? Did we just talk about that? So, so here, I was just going to say, what did we talk about? Because actually I missed all of Chris and most of uh, Ryan because my Skype decided to update. And so I was updating my app on my phone and I missed everything. Um, is that, did we decide that just came out? The six pack? Yeah. We talked about it last time. Yeah. Last time. Okay, we did. We did. Yeah. So, um, shoot, Star Wars wise, I mean, other than rebuying figures at Ross. His, uh, I can't even think of what has shown up um, after the deluge. And did you notice in the uh, Q and A's they talked about the glut of product that came out in October and November? Mm-hmm. If God. you if you didn't watch it, they were like a couple a couple people asked like, "Dude, I can't do like nine hundred dollars worth of product in a month." And he's like, "Yeah, well." <laughs> and now we know. Well, now we know it's all just a reason for. You know, Chris Cox, the CEO, to keep his job because um, Hasbro is struggling a little bit and he needed that fourth quarter push. Doesn't sound like it helped him enough. Well, we'll see. Probably too many people were like, uh, yeah, I can't afford this and canceled. Okay, so that's funny you should say that. I've canceled about three. I know, Matt, you've changed your collecting habits. I have, too. Uh, I'm not not collecting. I'm just I think I'm out of the pre-order game. I have canceled like three hundred dollars worth of uh, uh, pre-sales. I think currently I have three and one or two of them are Transformers. And that's it. I'm Those just... would be the first ones I would cancel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially just Transformers. You can usually find pretty easy. But yeah, well, they're the Walmart exclusive. So oh, well, that's, um, that's different. But. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, after that huge push, I was A, broke, and B, you know, yeah, canceling things. So I can't think of too much I have picked up. Oh, here's a dumb thing I picked up. I picked up the Disney 100. You know, everything's gold or silver now because of Disney's 100th anniversary. Um, mm-hmm. There is a new Pez tin that has silver versions of R2, Vader, Grogu, and Chewbacca in it. So... I saw that in the holiday section, and I had to pick that up. There you go, Chris. Worst toy of the year. Silver Grogu Pez right there. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. 
Jake, you had to pick that up? So, that so, sounds like something I'd have to leave at the store. Another for to show up at Ross for a few bucks. This is true. Another quiet collection. That's what I call. I don't really post much about it, but I always get uh, every new version of Pez that comes out for Star Wars. I have since. Oh wow! But when they start ninety five. Packaging is packaging variants. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Loose. Okay. Like I'll even open this up and like give away or throw away the tins and stuff. I don't care about anything. I just want the loose Pez in whatever new version it is. So if it's a re reissue, that I mean, they still reissued 1995 Pezes. Yeah. R2 is still from 1995, I believe. It's just the same sculpt, but it's painted different, so I'll keep it. Otherwise, I skip it. So. They don't actually make that many. I am looking for the Ahsoka, though. If you guys see the Ahsoka, I have not been able to track her down. She's just a single Pez dispenser. I have seen that one before. You have? Really? Yeah, for sure. She's the newest mold that's uh, out this year. And there's like, oh, it's like it's it's a new mold. Like, yeah, Ahsoka is a brand. But wasn't there one a few years ago, like years ago for Clone Wars? There was, and I have that oh, one. Oh, that's what I was. Th- that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, this is Rosario's version. Okay, no, I haven't seen that one. No. No. Um, so yeah, not a not a lot of Star Wars right now. I've been way more into Transformers, GI Joe, and He Man. So. Hmm. All right. I picked up the Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Tino. Tino. I don't know how it's pronounced. Jedi Temple playset. Where'd you get it from? I got it from Meyer. Oh, okay. Yep, it was on sale for $49. Oh, okay. My wife convinced me to buy it. Because she knew I was w- watching it. Because I, I was actually wanted to wait till it got into the 30s. Because I figured Jason, it would. Jason, is it for you or for the kids? I don't know. I think it's for me. Because I was planning on <laughs> trying to set up some figures on it. Well. But... It's still in the box. I, I just ordered one from Amazon today for 45 So uh, For your I'll... kids or for you? Um, I'm planning <laughs> on it for me as long as the kids don't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they see it, Emmett especially. Emmett loves Jedi Adventures, so they'll want to play with it. But um, I also got um, a lot of a, – like a lot um, – sorry, my brain's – freeze i i bought a lot of you uh, of kind of beater vintage figures mm. for some dioramas for my vintage section just like just some loose figures that i wanted some extras of and with that lot came my first ever applause figure i got the luke skywalker x-wing pilot with the removable helmet um it, i didn't really want it but it came with the figure so i've got it here sitting on my desk it's not as bad as i thought it would be Wait but the eyes, the eyes on it are kind of freaky. Like when it stares directly at you, a little freaky. Ah. <laughs> Is that the applause or the in-character one? Um, it's applause. Yeah, I don't. Character think... one's actually one of the, the that Luke X wing is actually a really harder one to get. So it says applause on his foot. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Anyways, kind of a, it's kind of cool though. I kind of actually kind of like it. 
How come you were never in on those? Because I just we were, didn't like them. We I, were I, in a desert during that time. I know. During I, that time. I saw... I remember seeing the in-character ones at Suncoast. Yeah. And, and it, like, took me by surprise. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I hadn't seen Star Wars toys in a store in a long time. And uh, I almost bought them. And then I thought, well, what would I do with them? Like, I just... I didn't really understand toy collecting when those were out. You know, I didn't... I thought, what would I do with them? You know? I couldn't think of anything to do with them, so I didn't get them. So it looks like the one that you got it is the the arm move at the elbow. Yeah, with the, yeah. Uh, one arm is like is like attack. You know, can't move yeah. at all. It's part of the mold. That's the, the applause one. Yeah. Yeah, and the curious. and the arm kind of swivels. He's yeah. got a he's got the, a blaster. The original character one has nothing that moves. So that's oh, nice. okay. But yeah, so maybe maybe if I see another applause, some more applause figures on the cheap, maybe I'll grab them. Except for the Endor Leia, that one's horrid. Mm. Um, and then I've got something else that I forgot. But, oh, if you're not done, go ahead. Tate. Well, <laughs> no, I might be done. I can't really think of anything else I picked up recently. <laughs> uh, did I mention? Well, I got the Ahsoka wave of retro figures, but I might have had those last time we talked. I don't remember. Where Where did you get those? Meyer. They were buy two, get one, half off. Nice. Awesome. I have only found one out of that wave. I feel really not good gotten, about it. <laughs> I've gotten six Ooh, out of wow. seven from Target, but they're also on Amazon now, too. So. Oh, you should get yeah. them. They're great. As I want to. I've got one now on Amazon, too. That, that's what I was going to say is I've got the... Well, the, I got the whole Ahsoka wave, yeah, but I also got the Boba Fett wave. I'm minus, jealous. Minus they're on Amazon movie. right now, eleven ninety nine. I've got mine on pre-order from Entertainment Earth, but yeah, I got them on Entertainment Earth when they had the buy one get yeah, one. Yeah, maybe you'll get yours in July. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then, okay, yeah. So go ahead, Matt. What, what else were you gonna say? It was no, that was it. That was it. I, that was it. To say I picked up that, the book of Boba Fett retros. All right, all right. Okay. Um. Next, you know, I think we should mention. We should act just. You know, I said since we talked last, you know, news broke that Hasbro has laid off 1,100 employees, and I think earlier this year they laid off 800. Something like that. So yeah. we're getting near 2,000 employees. Um, not, I have no idea what's going on at Hasbro. I don't, you know, I don't follow their whatever's going on on a corporate level, but it doesn't sound good, and I wonder if this is gonna. You know, it's first off, it's like right before the holiday season. What a terrible time for all those people yeah. to lose their jobs. I have personally been laid off <clears throat> right before Christmas, and um, it sucks. It's like it's a horrible feeling. So, ugh. But and, and while we're on the subject, can I just put out there for any listeners that Hasbro is not struggling because they didn't make the figure that you wanted or because they didn't get enough of whatever figure it was out there. Um <laughs> Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Marvel action figures are a very tiny blip in yeah, what Hasbro does and I in agree. their profit margin. So that is not the reason Hasbro struggling. So. Most of their profits, I think, is like things like Play-Doh and yes, all that exactly. kind of stuff. You know, the top, the, the top three are D&D, probably thanks to Stranger Things. I am surprised about movie. that. I am surprised yeah. about that. D&D. Magic is still kicking butt with uh, you same know. with that. I never hear about people talking about buying magic. Well, my son, who you know is Kids not really the yeah. collector, I am, uh -huh. but 
his buddy got into the Lord of the Rings. My son loves Lord of the Rings. And when Magic did the crossover uh-huh. with Lord of the Rings, we were out there buying cards. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yep. So they do crossovers now. They do like Doctor Who Magic cards. And oh, they're wow. all compatible with the decades of Magic cards, you okay. know? Um, you know, we have our friend Mike up here in Seattle area that actually yep. works and designs on those. And mm-hmm. he says it's, yeah, just insanely popular. They said, uh, especially during COVID, I think there's a lot of effects of COVID because it's an easy thing to collect. He goes, we could not print them fast enough. There were shortages because we didn't even have card stock enough. Couldn't produce it fast enough for mm-hmm. all the card demand out there. And then the third thing that's supporting Hasbro, because um, we're all big fans of it, and that would be Peppa Pig. Yep. All right. I think my daughter likes Peppa Pig. Uh, Emmett does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puffer Pig? No, not a Puffer Pig. You that was in Rebels. That's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't make that. Where's the Puffer Pig, Peppa Pig crossover, right? And so. Oh! So, anyways, that's it's pretty sad news, I think, and I don't I don't know what it means going forward for the company as a whole. I have no idea, but that that's where we're at. Let's move on. Let's do our, like we said, the annual best and worst Star Wars toys of 2023. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, let's all say it at the same time. (laughs) That'll let be me, great listening. Five minute podcast. We're done. All right. Yeah, let me pull up. Let me pull up the list. I changed it a little bit this year. If you notice, if you yep. if you listen at home, did. it's a little bit different than it has been. I tried to make it a little simpler. We'll see if it actually works. But we start. I think we usually do start with the black series, and we will go with the worst black fi- series figure of 2023. And Ryan, you first. Uh, well, when I do this, I, I try to create a list of five figures and then uh, kind of number it down, decide which is the worst. And, and I had it between two figures. It's really hard to separate between the two. Uh, I'm sure for most people, they're right there in the same area. But uh, I'm going to go with not my worst figure being the uh, carbonized Ahsoka figure. Um you know, nobody asked for a carbonized Ahsoka figure. The carbonized works better on helmeted figures and that sort of thing anyway. So plus it was an Amazon exclusive that was horribly overpriced and it was in a two pack was not needed. My my close second just to put in there was the, the TIE fighter pilot, which I realize is a, um, a helmeted figure, the carbonized TIE fighter pilot, just because again, it was in a two pack and severely overpriced. And I know Chris Moorhead would agree with me on that. So, yes. um, <laughs> Seventy dollars uh, for that stupid figure. Yeah, that the Tie Fighter pilot. I, I had it edged out by Ahsoka just because the Tie Fighter pilot makes some sense, I guess. But the Ahsoka made no sense being carbonized, and I hope we don't see carbonized ever again. Okay, there you have it, uh, Matt. What was your worst uh, Black Series figure this year? Well. I've decided that I was not gonna do repaints, that sort of thing, because it would be easy. It would be very, very easy for me, like Ryan just said, because I agree, those are awful. To That's my whole that, list uh, is all repaints. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Well, see, I'm glad I'm not copying off of you then, because now we can have some variety. But okay, uh, go for it, Matt. Yeah, no, the um, so I mean, I would have said those uh, the Royal Guard and the Tie Pilot thing. I don't know. I just thought that was awful. Um, but uh, I'm going to say the I thought about the Target Obi Wan. The Tibidon mission or whatever, the exclusive one that was just sort of dull and pointless. Um, and I want to say the Holocom series or whatever they're called. Is that the Holocom? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. Holocom. I want to, I want to say that whole line. Um, but I don't actually have them. So I think that might not be fair. So I'm going to go with the Luke and Grogu double pack. Um, that just seemed like so many double dips there. Uh, I don't know how many Jedi Luke figures I bought and how many Grogu figures I bought. Uh, but you know, that one came out and I get it to the cash register. I figured it was like 30 bucks or something like that. And it rang up at like $55. And that is, I almost quit right there. I mean, that was, it was not long. I mean, uh, I mean, I just, I felt dirty. I felt used. And, um, but, and that played a big contribution in my, I'm cutting back on these black series figures because I don't need to keep buying the same, the same little, I mean, I don't know if there's any difference on all these Grogu's. I've never looked at them that close, but, you know, I, every year we say this Grogu thing's got to be about over. And I think this year might be it. I think we might have peaked. Uh, a couple of years ago, but that's my pick is the Luke Grogu double pack at Target. I know you're I know you're going to secretly hate me, but you should also feel happy for me since I collect Luke Black Series. I snagged it off Target the other day for 13 bucks, and that's after taxes, after shipped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long game pays off. Long it does. game. It does these days. It didn't used to. There was a time where you really couldn't wait, and now you're dumb to buy it the first day out. Yeah. Um, Chris, what was the worst Black Series figure of 2023? Now, folks know that I don't collect 6-inch, so you're going to have to take my choices with a – it more has to do with the media that it goes with than it is the figure itself. It may be a perfectly fine figure, but I'm going to dump on it because I just don't like either its characterization or the media that it is attached to. But uh, first of all, that's not particularly the case with that TIE fighter, the, the carbonized. I'm just annoyed I had to buy him to get my Royal Guard, which is really awesome looking. And I really want to have a second one for opening, but I'm still not paying another $50 to get one more. But that's not my choice. And my choice would be between one of two figures, one of which being Marok from the Ahsoka series, which has turned out to be like a nothing character, literally turned to like, smoke. Yeah. Literally nothing. I mean, he literally was nothing. Remember, was everyone? Like, I thought he was going to be Ezra or something. Huge, yeah. huge wasted energy on something that literally uh. turned into smoke and mirrors. And the yeah. other one is Cal Kestis. I just do not like his character. I do not like his design. And it has nothing to do with the figure itself. It's probably an awesome figure. I just cannot stand that character. Anyway, Marok and uh, Cal. 
All right. Jake. This has more to do with the character than the actual product. Okay. Yes. All right. Jake, what was the worst Black Series figure this year? Um, I, so I'm going to take a Chris Moorhead style <laughs> approach to this. I'm not, I'm not uh, doing the property, though. I'm doing kind of like Matt also did, the, the, um, the nature of the release. So I, am, I have a throw up right now between two. The one is the Mando Grogu Ahsoka Amazon exclusive three pack. That was a reissue, a reissue with a reissue. And it, it Amazon, who usually has pretty good prices, was slinging it for $67. $67, where Grogu is essentially an accessory. So you're buying two figures for 60s. I just think it, and it's, Reissue after reissue. I was just, that, I just want to say, was that was that this year? Or was that one last year? I thought when I looked it up, it said twenty twenty. It might be. It's fine. I thought it was about mid year this year. Okay. Um, okay. Um. So that was definitely high on the list. Not that those figures are necessarily bad, but it's just a horrible, horrible way to just poke at collectors' wallets one more time. Yeah. Um. And the other one is also unjust because it might be a perfectly fine figure, but I think it's outrageous in 2023, especially, remember I said I've been buying lots of G.I. Joe classifieds. It's really hard to swallow a 25 a $26, a $27, whatever Black Series is going for this week, figure that has absolutely no accessories. And that is the Morgan figure, the Black Series mm. Morgan figure from yeah. Ahsoka. That yeah. is just a crime. It is not a droid. It's not like she doesn't have multiple accessories that would make perfect sense for her. She has the she has the 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 um, Beskar um, staff or spear. She could have the blade if they waited a month on releasing it. She could have had witch powers and Night Sister effects. There's no reason in the world a twenty-five, six, seven-dollar figure should and, not have a. And she got three figures. I know, <laughs> and none of them have an accessory. No. It is the most ridiculous thing I could possibly imagine. And I'm open up a GI Joe at the same time looking at this figure, and I counted twelve accessories off this GI Joe. And I know they don't have to pay the licensing fee. I know the reason for it, but it's dumb. It is dumb. Someone needs to go back to the drawing board for reconfiguring this Star Wars license or telling them, hey, throw us a bone on this one because it's just not working out. It is too overpriced for what you're getting when the same company is putting out much higher quality in all their other lines. You know, if it were like any other any other property, I mean, any other Star Wars show we've had to wait two years to get the figures and this one you know they come out with almost immediately if they had waited a year like they do for everything else we would have got the sword we would have got all that extra stuff yeah i mean yeah, they could have at least given her, her the spear though they knew about yeah, that two or three years ago spear. yeah they could have done that maybe someone at disney already said made that spear so I, they could have Maybe someone at lucasfilm or disney said no it has to reflect the new show and that spear isn't part well, of it no, it would not have been any major spoiler to have her come with the little um, 
the the wayfinder device that they the use map. to get yeah, to the spherical map. You know, yeah. anybody come with that? I don't think so. I don't. Who who's the guardian of spoilers? Because they're failing at Lucasfilm. Because they want to hide stuff that does not matter at all. Right. I yeah, mean, I could weird. sculpt that ball in a day. <laughs> and I'm a terrible. <laughs> I will say though, Jake, I really do. I I agree with what you're saying, but I really like that figure a lot. No, the figure I know itself. the figure's probably great. It's the principle behind it. Yeah, which yeah, is just yeah. dumb. And I. Yeah, I don't even have the figure, but I've looked at it in the stores, and you know, my it. Black Series is way, way down. I probably bought less Black Series this year than ever before, unless it came from Ross, and I got it for four ninety nine. You got like five hundred in your trunk that you're gonna yeah, no, sell I'm at, the, at at the toy show in a couple months. <laughs> I've got I've got six Tarkins right here, about three Bausches. I've got uh, Palpatines. I've got yeah, you name it. Yeah, those archive figures are actually pretty nice. No, they're fine. Yeah. They're just they're just not my I don't need them. No, yeah. All right. Uh for me, I thought well, I mean, it would be easy for me to pick any of the holiday Black Series figures cuz I do not like those. I don't look at them. I don't even I never even consider buying them. I just don't like them. I'm surprised that all of you guys seem to like them, but I really don't like them. It's I think it's just a repaint that does nothing for me but i'm not gonna pick those um i'm gonna pick one that i don't even have yet um and i'm just doing it off of a youtube review that i saw from mike case he's the mike case on youtube and he's got black uh, black series cantina podcast i'm going with shout out to mike mike yeah mike and and jake you were on his show a couple months ago this is all just based on his review, and I decided this got to be the worst. This is horrible. Um, I'm going with Balin Skull because that's one of the figures I'm most looking forward to getting. And after I watched the review, I they really kind of messed this figure up. First off, his face sculpt is like they like smushed it or something. It's kind of like like too wide. It doesn't look right. He is not scaled right. I mean, he is the same height as uh, his apprentice, Shin Hati. And that is just bizarre. If you've seen the show, he's much taller than her. And it's like, it just looks weird. And the fact that they didn't give him his robe, like, it's just, it's just disappointing. And it just kind of, I mean, I know there's a lot of figures like this where they don't give him what I think are the proper accessories. It just kind of sums it all up. Like, I don't know what went wrong with this figure, but it does not look right. And... I've seen people online have figured out ways to make the legs longer by swapping out the legs with other parts and stuff. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't have time for that. So, so yeah, Balin Skull, you are the worst black series figure this year for me. Now that we've got that out of our system, let's go for best black series figure. And Ryan, we're back to you. Who was the best black series figure of 2023? Well, you know, I really wanted to avoid what seems to be obvious for me. And I was so close to it, but I'm, I'm going to give an honorable mention because I know people avoided it because it was super expensive. But the Galen Merrick uh, Force Unleashed pack, that, that Galen Merrick figure with all the accessories that came with it, is absolutely awesome. I love everything that comes with it. And I know they're re-releasing it as a single pack of just the figure. It's supposed to come next month. But 
all the extra stuff that came in that big three pack are is super cool. Um, but I, I do have to go with the Darth Vader duels and, uh, and I know most of this figure is reuse, but dang, if that helmet, the, the face sculpt underneath the helmet, the way they did the helmet being uh, sliced away, all the little paint uh, details, including the, then they had details like even the slash on the back of him, on his back and through his cape, um, across his chest piece. I, I, I couldn't find another figure that just excited me. I know it's Darth Vader. I know it's my favorite character, but... I, I didn't really think after some of the Vaders we've gotten the last few years that it would excite me as much. But, oh, my God, this was an amazing figure. And I have to make it as number one. Um, I didn't want to, but I did. Good pick. Matt, what was the best Black Series figure of 2023? Uh, you know, I knew that Ryan was going to go with that Vader, and that's – Really one that I, I, I wanted to go with. You're going to hate me for this because I was going to say, uh, the toy soldier. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the, and the snowman from the holiday ones. Those were kind of fun. I like them. They look pretty. You know, cool. Matt, one of those mixed uh, into my top 10. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Oh. yeah I mean, they're just they're guys, fun. guys. How can you, fun. how can this be? Oh, okay. uh, all right. But, okay, other honorable mentions. Bastilla Shan. I always love Bastilla Shan in any form, and that's a really good figure. Uh, the same uh, with uh, the Cobb Banth that came in the other overpriced Target 2-pack, um, you know, where he's not in the uh, Boba Fett costume. Um, <clears throat> but and Darth uh, Malik. Darth Malik was a really cool figure. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Doc Ondar, which is that Disney exclusive that you got to go to Galaxy's Edge to get. Uh, he's the hammerhead guy who supposedly runs the uh, the gift shop. Um, but it's a really cool figure. Um, not a lot of people probably got it because it's, you know, you, well, you could get it off of the shop Disney, I think, for a while. Um, but it's really cool. And it also means that with any luck and any intelligence that Hasbro will get other uh, I guess Ithorians, that's what they're called, right? Ithorian figures, meaning we can get a hammerhead uh, sometime soon. Well, but didn't this they, one is a Didn't cool they figure. pipeline it? I think they did pipeline yeah, a hammerhead. I, I think they did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but regardless of that, I mean, you know, even though it portends well for the future, the Doc Ondar figure is really good. And it, in my book, um, just edged out over the uh, Darth Malak and that Darth Vader that Ryan likes. Cool. You know, they could also do that Jedi Ithorian. Yeah, from From Clone the Wars, animated yeah. shorts. If they wanted. I'm going to Galaxy's Edge in about three weeks for the first time. Oh, nice. So We need to talk about that. We might be there at the same time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Callow. Nice. Good trip with the kids there. Hmm? Yeah, we're taking Walt the Disney kids. Disney World? Yep. Awesome. Jealous. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, what was the best Black Series figure of the year? Uh, I'd like to give honorable mentions to that uh, Rebel Commando with the interchangeable heads. That looked really cool. It's a good one. Uh, was tempting. Uh, anytime they reissue that amazing Gamorrean Guard, that's just spectacular. Plus, they put them on a vintage card back, which just 
you know, that's spectacular. Um, but my picks are pretty obvious. Um, carded the 40th anniversary version of the Royal Guard, but loose uh, the carbonized version of the Royal Guard. It looks really sweet carbonized. But not as good on card back as that the, is the first time in the history of this show that a carbonized figure has got the best anything. <laughs> no, it, it, there, there's been some really nice looking carbonized figures, uh, but it doesn't work on every figure. And a lot of them are just, you know, money grabs. But, you know, this one, it looks really good and I really like it. So anyway. All right. Uh, Jake, what was the best Black Series figure? Well, I felt like we have to go along party lines here now that Ryan's picking Vader and Chris is picking Royal Guards. I got to pick uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? I mean, uh, yeah, no. Um, Matt took mine, uh, but I had some runners up. I really did think Doc Ondar was the coolest, uh, coolest out there because uh, obviously you know, anything to do with Galaxy's Edge is super cool to me because of my you know, uh, love for Star Wars, but also love for Disney and former cast member so um that that figure was awesome and it's uh you know easter eggs of accessories that it came with um it reminded me of a scaled down version of kind of thrawn that thrawn uh what was it uh sdcc set where he had all the different uh artifacts with him um but i think uh it's a figure i'm picking a figure i do not have but i have looked at it many a times because I've vowed to buy it if I see it. And that's going to be the Professor Huang because you guys know that I love new characters. Absolutely. Um, I think that's the number one problem with Star Wars right now is the lack of new characters. Um, even though there's a billion of them out there, the actually producing them into figures is uh, the percentage is way down. And uh, I love that character. I love the new design look. I love that it's also got ties to Clone Wars, so it works in many, you know. Nowadays, I, you know, I look at figures, even though I'm not a on-display collector, even though I'd like to be. Um, I look at a, a figure's, you know, um, displayability, and that can now work in Ahsoka, that could work in Clone Wars, and it's got some versatile versatility when it comes to, you know, where are you gonna, what are you gonna do with this figure? So. You know, unlike your Andor figures, you get like four of them and they have to stand and stare at each other. So, yeah, nothing to do. So <laughs> that's where I'm going. Professor Huang, Doctor Who. That's a Purple good one. Man. I don't have that figure yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my choice, I really wanted to go like Ryan. I wanted to go with something different, but I can't. The Darth Vader. Um. Um, sorry. Is it Duel's End? Is that what he's called? I think it's Duel's End. It's either that or Final Duel, Final Showdown or something. Yeah, it's Duel's End. Yeah, I'm going with Darth Vader's Duel's End. It's my favorite figure. It's my favorite Black Series figure this year. It's the one I've, you know, played with the most. It's the one I constantly, you know, it's on my desk. I, I, uh, I prefer it over all of the others. And it, I feel kind of weird saying that because it's mostly just a reissued figure. But the detailing they got on the on the Hayden face is just really good. And it's just it's something I think last year when we saw Obi-Wan, we knew we were going to get this figure. And it, 
And we did, and I think it totally lives up to what we wanted. So, yep, I'm with Ryan on that one. Let's move on. Uh, next category, worst retro collection figure of 2023. And this is the first time we've separated retro from three and th- from the vintage collection. Um, but I think last year we kind of had some, you know, we were all kind of like, well, that retro Darth Vader is really cool from Obi-Wan. And we were kind of uh, a little on the fence about how those compared to the TVC. So I figured this year they just they deserve their own uh, category because they're they've made enough of them that it doesn't seem really fair to judge them against the TVC, I think. So um, so how my... many figures are? How many figures do we need to get its own category? Because I'm really looking forward to uh, favorite <laughs> epic series heroes. Well, figures. that's a discussion we'll have next uh, December. <laughs> we have no idea what's coming, you know, especially with, yeah. with Hasbro shuffling everything around, you know, well, with employees and getting rid of so much people. Who knows? Maybe well, that will be the only line next year at this time. Could be. Um, and they don't promote that line like they do the collectors here. No. You know, the that like it was it was zero discussed that no press fro, uh, photos or images was, were sent and it's the same for uh, the Marvel series too. Marvel yeah. team doesn't discuss them either. So they sh- yeah, they they should you know that there's a Target had I think it's Target exclusive has a Marvel has a uh, X Men ninety seven five pack. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I it, it is in my hand. beautiful. Like the it packaging, is. the figures are really well done. It yeah. does not look like cheapy kids' toys. Really no. doesn't. But they're not. But they're not. Uh, they're not super articulated. And... Well, and did you guys? See but the they're more though? than. They've got like. They've got at least I would say seven or eight points of articulation on them. Yes, but you know there is a vocal crowd out there that if it's not up to a certain level, it's you yeah. know, garbage and crap and a hack. <laughs> and if it's not exactly, a lot of people are trying to. Um, say that they're not the part of the three and three quarter line because they're more four inch. <laughs> uh, they're, they're just in right. denial. Okay. Well, next year we will we will discuss. But for this year, uh, Ryan, what's the worst retro figure? I had to think about this. I do love the retro line, um, and we've had a lot of it this year with the Return of the Jedi, two different waves of that, with Book of Boba Fett just now coming out, and the Ahsoka wave. And I had to really, really think, like, what's the worst? Because yeah, there's there's a few here and there. But, I mean, I got a – I was down between Ahsoka, which was basically a reissue with a robe, and Grogu, which is a reissue with um, with a little backpack thing. And, I mean, honestly, if if it comes down to that, I mean, we all know where this is going, right? It's got to be Grogu. Um, <laughs> we need another retro Grogu. You could probably still find these for under 10 bucks out there somewhere. And yeah, it doesn't have the backpack, but did you need yeah, the backpack? Um, <laughs> yeah, it just—it seems like such a unneeded figure. And the whole book of Boba Fett wave has a couple of reissues. I mean, the Luke Jedi—I I like that figure, but we got a Mandalorian in there, and I know they appeared in the series, but I, I don't know. I thought there was probably better choices to be made in that than like having those in there. So I'm definitely. I ended up going with Grogu because at least Ahsoka made sense in the Ahsoka series line. But um, Grogu, yeah, I'll, I'll say the retro Grogu from Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Uh, Matt, what was the worst retro figure of 2023? You know, I thought about that. I thought about, well, yeah, Ahsoka is just another 
in the Grogu are the same. I thought about that. But then I thought, no, 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 no. It's It was one of three different figures, and I just picked one randomly. It's Admiral Akbar in that box set of Return of the Jedi, the second wave of Jedi figures, just because why do we need it? We don't need it. We, you can buy a vintage Admiral Akbar figure. Cheap, just as cheap. I mean, cheaper than buying that box for sure. So, I mean, it's, I know that's some people, that's all they want out of retro is just remake these vintage figures exactly like they were, which beyond those original ones, which was sort of, they were just kind of fun. I have not, it's just, I don't get it. I don't understand why people want figures that are readily available, cheap on the, you know, secondary market. So any of those out of that Jedi wave that were just purely repacks, I didn't like as much as Mon Mothma and, you know, Yak Face made that a really good purchase. You know, it's throwing another wicket and an Admiral Akbar in there were just unnecessary. So I just picked Akbar. All right. Not sure what you have against Akbar, but okay. Yeah, uh, he's boring. No, I'm, just he's boring. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I get. I That's hear where you're coming from. That's trying to avoid a fight over here. <laughs> no, no, I like the Royal Guard one. I, I'm always <laughs> support Royal Guard reissues. Same, I don't have a problem with Gamorrean Guard either. Yeah, the troop builders tend to make more sense than. Yes. Yeah, I, like I felt last year when I paid I don't know twenty dollars for a Dengar figure, right? I was like, what? What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? He's like. That, that, figure, that figure on a good day goes for five dollars <laughs> maybe ten if the paint's nice um all right uh uh chris what was the worst retro figure this year uh my choice for this will be the uh prototype dinjarin i despise that uh prototype line is is, i have never seen a hasbro a kenner prototype look like one of those figures i mean hands down it's just not what prototypes look like and them it's just a money grab and i i just i don't like them at all so the dinjarin okay all right uh jake what was the worst retro figure this year well, since I don't have half of them that were released this year, it's struggle because I don't have the Ahsoka or the Book of Boba Fett wave. Um, so I'm going off what I've seen. Um, of course, honorable mention goes to Morgan because she lacks an accessory. Um, <laughs> I think, um, they didn't even give her Akbar staff, could they? <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Even Mom Mothma got a gun. Come on. She got. She did nothing. She was not even in that Return of the Jedi scene. Any quarter of the bit, the athlete and ninja and night sister that uh, Morgan is, and they gave her nothing. Anyway, um, from what I've seen from a lot of photos online, um, Chrysanthemum looks like one of those Gumby characters. His big old bug eyes. You know, anytime Gumby or Pokey gets uh, scared, they get those big circle eyes. Um, that's what uh, a lot of the pics I see from the retro collection Chrysanthemum looks like. So 
Um, it just doesn't look aesthetically up to par with a lot of them um, that have come out so far. So that I don't even have one yet, but that would be my guess. All right. Um, my pick, I, I'm, I'm with Chris on this one, the Mandalorian uh, prototype edition. Um, I don't like these figures. I, I'm, I think they're done. Are they done with these? I hope so. They have just... not announced any yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... we haven't had. Was he the last one, or was Luke X-wing the last, or Luke Snowspeeder? The Which... Mandalorian was Mando the last was one. The Mando was. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't like them, and I don't. There's what eight? How many variants are there of each one? Eight. Five or six at least. Six. Five or six. Five or six. six. Most of those yeah. up six. for Jake. So yep, I have all hot. six of the Mando. <laughs> It's a green head, a yellow head, an orange head, a red head, a purple head, and a blue head. Those okay. are typically that. That's the that's the color combination. All right, but you know, I'm still glad at least I didn't have to buy a big game or anything to get <laughs> to get a retro figure this year because those <laughs> are truly my least favorites. But um, yeah, I don't like the. I'm I'm just not a fan of the prototype figures. And Chris is right. They don't look like prototypes. Okay, let's go to best retro collection figure of the year. Ryan, what was the best of 2023? Well, I had to think about this, and some of these are ones I don't have. I don't have probably about half of the retros have come out yet. Um, let's see. I never made a full choice. You know what? I, I'm going to go here. Um, I'm going to go with Chopper. Uh, number one, it's one I have, and just the idea to make a new astromech and he's like his sticker and everything is a little more detailed than what we had in r2d2 uh and he's a little more detailed like he would have been how they might have done an astromech in 85 or something like that but i i liked it and it was just so nostalgic to get a brand new astromech that had that r2d aesthetic to it that I'm going to go with that. Uh, I, I, it was between that and Mon Mothma for me because Mothma was a brand new one. But that chopper really took me back. I, I liked it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Uh, Matt, what was your pick for best retro figure? Um, thought about Sabine for a while, but it's chopper. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll echo Ryan on this one. I mean, it was, it was hands down. No question. It's a, it is awesome. It's what retro ought to be new figures done the way they would have been done back in the eighties. And this is the way it would have been done back in the eighties. The head clicks when you turn it, the dome, uh, similar to the old R2D2, not exactly the same mechanism in there, but it clicks nonetheless. Um, it's got the third wheel though that, you know, R2 never had except for the Troid factory version. Um, the sticker is, you know, it's, uh, that's just what puts it over the top. So it's hands down chopper. Okay. Uh, Chris, what's your pick for, uh, best, uh, retro figure of the year? Uh, well, my honorable mention is an extremely honorable mention. It should probably be a higher position in mind, but you know me. So, um, Mon Mothma is my Super, super honorable mention. Just, she looks fantastic. It's a figure we never got in the vintage era. It's original trilogy. It just hits me on all the, the spots. 
where vintage collect sorry um retro collection usually doesn't get me because i have the full run of vintage figures so like i like why do i need these they're not they're not itching any scratches that i don't already have so i i get really it's difficult to get motivated and get excited about the, the line usually but she was fantastic and coming in that box which mimics the i believe it was uh Montgomery Ward Canada. Yeah. They did the uh, 12 pack vintage box, mm-hmm. which is just, I, I've always loved the design of that box. And when they did a Jedi one, especially with my guard in it, I had to get one of those and the Mon Mothma. And of course my picks world guard, because you know, I, I love me some good world guards, but Mon Mothma was a very, very, very honorable mention. Yeah. That rogue guard does look nice. Yeah, I've got three of it's, them now. It's so. nice that they got the the original card art back or About whatever. About time, yeah. yeah. So I mean and they even found that for the six inch. Yeah. So Mhm. All right. Uh Jake, where are you at with the best retro collection figure this year? Uh wasn't Forlom and Zuckus out this year? <laughs> I think that was last year. I, I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure it was, too. But um, I have to go with Yak. And because the reason I'm going with Yak is because this is many, 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 many people's very first chance at a vintage-esque Yak. Now, I know there's repros out there. I know there's uh, the knockoffs out there, of course. So if you wanted one, you could have one for 60 bucks or whatever. But this is the first official, legal, guilt-free version that you <laughs> could buy since, you know, 1984 or whenever. Five? Five. 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 Um, and so with that, I mean, I, I don't that, – that's – Yak's one of the few I'm still missing just because I've never – once I really got serious about getting it, I didn't like the price. Um, and so, I mean, that lack of a better reason, this is a affordable way to get a yak face. And so I really like that. I don't like that. There's a major variant out there that they printed some or they molded some without ears because it makes me want to get one of the mistaken non eared versions, but that's really hard to do in a box closed set that cost what 70, 80 bucks. So. Yeah. That's a challenge for me, but yeah, Yak has to be it just because of the um, you know unique nature of it. Yeah, good pick. Um, my pick is Mon Mothma. I love new original trilogy figures that we don't have in the line. I I'm I can't believe we only have three so far. Like this has been going since twenty what twenty nineteen. And they've only done three new original trilogy figures. Um, I you got Tarkin, that. Rebel, Snowspeeder, Luke, yep. and Moth, right? Mon Moth. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I hope they... I, I have no idea what they have planned next, but I hope they have more new characters in the works. Um, you know, they're really tight-lipped about this stuff. They never really say... Have we ever got a retro collection pipeline? I suppose we did get the Phantom Menace one. They pipelined that. 
Yeah, they they mentioned that way. Yeah, yeah. And then we've seen the figures recently. They're on pre-order. They're on pre-order. I think. No, they're not actually. No, they're not. They're not. No. Um, didn't they so say, yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they say it was going to be a, what a Walmart exclusive box set? I thought they Target. said Target. 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 It's Target. Even okay. better. Good old yeah. Target. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, Mon Mothma is my favorite. It she looks great. I only my only nitpick with I wish they would have given her Maydeen's staff or something instead of um that Leia blaster. The Leia blaster just doesn't look right in her hand. So I don't, you know, that's a nitpick though. I don't care. Yeah, why do you think that was made? Because even in Andor, she doesn't use a blaster, and even in Rogue yeah. One, she didn't. There's yeah. no. There's no yeah. justification for that. Mm-mm. I think she would look better um, with the Maydeen staff. But um, she should come with her husband's balls because that seems <laughs> like. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Uh, wow. Anyway, so yeah, I'll go with her. Um, okay, moving along. Let's hit. Uh, Let's see. We got the vintage collection next. Ryan, what was the worst the vintage collection figure of 2023? Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do honorable mention again. Um, to for the second year in a row. I, I, actually, this might have been my worst for last year. I don't remember. But the whole Boba Fett tax scenario that we've had with those two exclusive ones at Target being 25 bucks, it was ridiculous. Yeah, you could probably find a couple from clearance later on for five bucks or something, but uh, that was ridiculous. Between that and then the Boba Fett that came in the Slave 1, which then they later released, uh, whatever. But that still was not my worst figure of the year, and, and I've got to go worst figure of the year, and it's, sadly, it's a brand new figure that we haven't had in Vintage Collection before, um, but it was marred by one major problem, and that's the Sabine Wren. Um, that gigantic helmet on her is so ridiculous I remember the early pictures. I was like, oh, it can't be that bad, you know? And then I got it. I was like, wow, it, it doesn't look very good. Like, in general, the sculpt doesn't look good. And it's it's sad because the, the figure itself is actually pretty nice. doesn't need to be a deluxe. That's debatable. But um, the helmet is ridiculous. And especially when you have the retro um, Sabine that came with a helmet that fit over her head just fine and was a perfectly good size. It's like, why couldn't they have done this or, you know, taken – it's practically the same mold as Bo-Katan. Why couldn't they have just had her come with a, a swap-out helmet for head type of thing like they did with Bo-Katan, especially on a deluxe figure? That would have made a lot of sense. So uh, I got to go with that Sabine. It's not a terrible figure. It's just that helmet is just horrid, and it ruins a, a pretty darn good figure otherwise. Uh, yep, good one. Good choice. Uh, Matt, what about you? Worst uh, the vintage collection figure of the year. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I knew Sabine was going to be a popular one. Uh, it and rightfully so. I mean, and based just on that helmet, why they couldn't have had a swap out head instead? I mean, it's supposed to be a deluxe figure. You know, they should uh, throw some stuff in there. Uh, but generally speaking, and again, I'm not doing any repaints. So the 18 different art clone commanders that we got you know i'm not gonna just randomly pick one of those but most of the figures were pretty good this year apart from like from sabine um 
So I'm going to go like, I don't actually have a problem with the figure. I'm glad we got the figure and it's probably exactly the way they probably should have done it, but it's the indoor rebel and the scout armor that came with the bunker simply because they didn't have the guts to say it's Captain Rex. You know, they put other whatever random dude's name on it and just, you know, they should have just said it was Captain Rex because that's what the fandom accepts and the fandom believes. Uh, so based purely on that, that's the figure that I'm going to say was the worst vintage figure because there wasn't one that stood out beyond Sabine and I don't want to just totally ape Ryan all night. So that's what I'll go with. For the record, if they would have called him Captain Rex, I would have easily put this as the worst vintage collection figure. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I am, I, I'll, I'll be quiet for the rest of the night. I won't say anything. Oh, hey, uh, to change the topic, uh, while we're talking about uh, vintage figures, can I give the figure total for the year? Yeah. Uh, since Ooh, yeah, it's three and three quarter. Yeah, 119 new three and three quarter inch figures this year, which is. And you're counting the retro collection? Than, that includes retro repacks. If you bought all the three and three quarter that came out this year, are you, you going to figures? Next year, are you going to count Epic Hero series? Or no, they're four stuff? inch. They're four inch. That's a whole. No. Are you kidding me? That's. That's kids' garbage. That's not real. Those aren't real toys for real men. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably. Count. I don't know. I, I'll have to of see. Of course. Um, Jake is convincing me. So when I initially saw it, I said, like, "Oh no, not another scale." But yeah, this year we had 119. So the grand total since 1995 is 4,147 figures. Wow. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Keep collect them like, all. It feels like we have a lot more than that, though. You know, it we, does. I agree with you. I, I think we buy too many duplicates that we automatically assume there's been a lot more than that. All right, moving on. Chris, what was the worst the worst TVC figure this year? Uh it's a pretty. I have a hard time coming up with anything other than that Sabine. It is just so egregiously bad. Uh, that helmet, that bobblehead is just a joke. And how they didn't see that, Hasbro didn't see that on their end while they were producing the figure, I just, it boggles my mind. So, yeah, that's Sabine. It's just so bad. And I, I like that character a lot. I'm not as a huge fan of it from that show, but from the Rebel series, I enjoyed that character a lot. And yeah, I just couldn't pull the trigger on that. All right. Especially at that price. <laughs> uh, Jake, what was the worst uh, TVC, the vintage collection figure of 2023? Well, I wrote down not Sabine, but just Deluxe Sabine's helmet. You're not wrong. Not wrong. But I'm, uh, I'm also holding right now in my hand my uh, Star Wars Ahsoka Vintage Collection Morgan Elsbeth figure that I'm looking at, and um, the the figure sculpt is fine. But the more I look at it, the more I really hate the card art. The 
it is really they just cut her out pretty clumsily and put her on a pretty generic uh, brick wall type uh, background. It just doesn't look good. And then, you know, she's posed in an action stance with no accessory, hence the no accessory in here. Um, no, the figure's fine. The cloth goods look okay, but. Yeah, um, I was really over all the reissues this year. I, I I know we got skiff guards and we got other things that, you know, people who are newer to the game wanted back. But, man, it was just any reissue that from that wasn't a new number in the line. I'm really over the, you know, we're going to reissue number 62 of the vintage collection, you know. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm just not a fan I um, it, it hurts because we are now in that just barely sub 20 price range. You know, when these were seven dollars, when eight dollars, you know, even ten dollars, that all seemed fine. Reissue stuff. I can I can do ten bucks. But now we're we're doing two ten dollar bills to get a figure these days. And, uh, you know, we live here in the corner of the country and, you know, taxes over 10 percent. So it makes it even harder for us. So, you know, not that I'm international and I know what struggles you guys have, but just from our own perspective, it's um, anytime they do these reissues, it's just really rough. So um, I don't really have a good uh, thing other than uh, Sabine's atrocious uh, atrocity that happened with her helmet. So there we are. All right. And my pick is Sabine Wren deluxe. No surprise. I, is that uh, unanimous? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, no. Matt went with uh, that <laughs> oh, awesome uh, biker scout, that awesome rebel in a biker scout disguise for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, but Matt would have gone with Sabine if Brian hadn't said it. <laughs> um, well, I, I actually just, I actually want to just put all of the deluxe figures in as the worst TVC figures of the year because for the most part, I think they're all overpriced under. Un, you know, there's just not Ugh. much of a loadout with any of them. Well, the value isn't there for what no, you're it's getting, not. You know? It's not, and it's getting um, worse. And, I mean, there's. And it's, did, did you guys watch the Q and A where Chris from Hasbro Brand Team talked about the FX7 and about how yeah the FX7 from Power of the Jedi line? What is that? Two thousand and one. One. Yeah. Um, they said that figure is essentially would be impossible to make today. In this line. I mean, it's like, you, you can't tell me in 2023, you peaked 23 years ago with yeah. some of these things I, you're doing. I would have rather they would not have said that. Cause that's, right? That why that's, did you say they peaked? I mean, they can't make it? I mean, they, they, they said it's too many, too, ma- too, uh, too many tooling pieces, they oh, said, right? If you listen to it, they spin a lot of different reasons. A lot of things have changed. Regulations have changed. Um, the cost, the manual labor to put it together has changed. Uh, that many pieces of articulation yeah. is too costly. So, I mean, there so, was about a million different things yeah. that he mentioned. So if they truly plan on finishing the 96 on vintage cards, they'll have to cheat on that one. And each arm will just be one uh, piece kind of like the actual vintage one right well it was brought up because the new chopper doesn't have articulated elbows oh. and they're like they're like well hold up 20 years ago you released a figure that had about mm-hmm. 800 points of elbow articulation 
you can't give us two on this. And that was the motivation for the discussion. Okay. It's, it's pretty disappointing, man. Yeah. Pretty disappointing. Well, grab that 2001 version because it's awesome. Well, buy it up now because if that's the peak, then yeah, that <laughs> you better go great. out there and start loading up on Mons again and uh, <laughs> and FX7s and Wampas and whatever. All right. So, yeah. So now we are to the best uh, the Vintage Collection figure of 2023. Ryan, back to you. What was the best figure? For the three and three quarter inch uh, go, fully articulated I'm gonna, scale. I'm going to do two honorable mentions here. Number one, just I have to put it in here because we never thought we'd get it. Life Day Chewbacca. Well, it's not the greatest figure. The fact that we got a Life Day Chewbacca, I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? Um, and it opens the door to maybe more. God, I'd love to see Chewie's family. We'll see. Um, uh, my other honorable mention, I know you guys just ragged on the deluxe, but that Chrysanthemum is really good. And I liked all the accessories he did come with. Um, it, it did feel like it, it was worthy of being deluxe. It's, you know, it was right on the, the edge there because it had the extra hands. It had the Melu run and it had the, the mug and all the other stuff. It was kind of cool. But I mean, this is me. We all know where this is going. My, my top TVC figure, of course, is going to be Darth Vader um, because it was a dang good figure. It, the only downside of it was it was in a two-pack. It was an overpriced two-pack at that. Um, they were like basically 20 bucks a figure for them. But um, again, they did a really good job. Other than Anakin's head not quite lining up with the helmet, but, you know, it's a three and three-quarter inch or four or four and a half inch, whatever size figure. Um it still looks really good, especially at that size, and uh, I, I I can't stop looking at it. I think it's an amazing figure. So I'm going to go with the Darth Vader uh, Final Duel, I think that's what it's called, um, for this year. All right. No surprise, really. <laughs> no surprise. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was the best the Vintage Collection figure this year? Actually, there was a little suspense there, because I didn't know if Ryan was going to go with that Vader or the Death Star 2 Vader. So, oh, yeah. you know, they were both, they were both decent, you know, and the, I, I agree. That one was probably the better one, the, the final dual one. And it, it's on my honorable mention list. I also, I really like that artillery trooper from Mandalorian season two. Um, just cause I like that design and it, it comes with cool, you know, good accessories and it, it works. It does what it's supposed to do. And I really like the Black Series one. I think I probably talked about that last year. So that's honorable mention. The original paint Boba Fett from Target was horribly overpriced, but fun to buy. Uh, it's fun to hang up on the wall. It looks cool. Uh, it's surprised. Well, I mean, they did it sort of earlier when they did the rocket firing one, but it's surprising it took them this long to, to put that out on the market. But I'm going to go with Chopper. Um, it's... It, like the retro one, as far as vintage collection, it's really cool. It's got accessories. It does what you want it to do. And it's different than other figures. It's different than other, uh, Astro Max that we've got. Um, it's just, you know, when I open up the vintage collection figures that, you know, I want to mess around with, normally it's like I put the accessories together and then, uh, you know, put it in a Ziploc bag or whatever, put it in my desk before I lose the accessories and really never play with them again. But Chopper's cool, and I've messed around with it for a while. I saw what it could do. I swapped out the antenna dish and all that sort of stuff. So 
Um, yeah, the chopper design team this year kicked it out of the park. Um, I like that's my pick. All right. Uh, Chris, what's your pick for best uh, TVC figure of 2023? I definitely want to give uh, a honorable mention to that holiday special Chewbacca. I mean, the figure itself per se isn't anything special. It's just actually getting a holiday special action figure, even though they didn't call it that. It's It was very cool that we got that. That Death Star 2 Vader, one of my favorite figures of the year. I got a few other um, honorable mentions, but my top pick would be Tam Darren Garden, the ma- the actual character who shot Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, it's I, I think Jake's got to agree with me with on this. It's obscure character, one that's never been made, and it just it represents. One of the things that we love about collecting Star Wars is getting these weird, obscure characters that they seem to be really leery of these days, and it's just an amazing figure. So, Oh, yeah. That one was a long time coming, and it was very exciting to finally get. Yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't, I didn't even consider that one, but that's a, definitely a good pick. Uh, Jake, what was your pick for best... Uh, TVC figure this year? Well, um, because us uh, good Sarlacc members have to uh, actually uh, always support the Life Day, Chewbacca <laughs> was on my honorable mention list for sure. Um, Sarlacc having an unhealthy obsession with the holiday special. Um, which everyone's seen the documentary now, except Jason? No, I have not seen it. That's fantastic. I enjoyed that. It's really good. Yeah. Do you um, learn a lot? Is it you learn a lot? Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. Okay. Yeah, you learn right. a lot. There's a lot of you know a lot of people you know talking about it, and uh, they give some background. And it's also it's it's got a funny edge to it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say that you learn a lot, but it is you fun. Learn, yeah, you learn some. Um, well, I'm sure a lot of people learn a lot, just not us. Um, who else? Uh, I have to give honorable mention to the Ewoks two pack just because I'm so thrilled to finally kind of complete the card back run. I know we don't have a proper tri logo package just yet, but, um, but for the most part, we have the droids, the Ewoks, the, the power of the force, the three movies. So that was exciting to finally get those, um, kind of get a good carded sample of all of the vintage cards. So that was definitely an honorable mention, even though the both figures are reissues or I should say repaints. Right. Um, uh, Chris Hanton was on my list. Um, Both versions are cool. Um, I I agree with um, Ryan, his, his heft and his accessories tend to make it feel a little more deluxe than maybe some of the other guys uh, we've got in the deluxe line. Um, but I think the number one, just because a, it's a new character and that's one of my high, uh, high requirements. Um, but also I just really enjoyed the figure. It's, it's simple, even though it got released both basic and in deluxe. And that would be the female Tuscan warrior. I really like that figure a lot from, uh, the book of Boba Fett. She was a standout character that I am still fingers crossed will resurface 
uh, sometime in the uh, Disney Plus universe. So that's my pick. All right. Um, my pick, well, there are a lot of good TVC figures this year. And I think the vintage collection continues to look, I think the figures are at the point now where they look better than the black series figures. Um, and they come with a little uh, more accessories most of the time. Um, I'm going with, um, uh, Boba Fett, the, uh, the Tuscan, what is it called? Yeah, Boba Fett Tuscan. This is the figure that was originally released with the Slave One reissue. Um, and I really wanted this figure. That season two episode of Mandalorian is one of my probably my favorite episode of the Mandalorian, where Boba Fett uh is unleashed on the stormtroopers. I love that episode. I've watched it over and over. And um the cool thing about this figure is that this figure, like, he looks, he definitely looks better than the Black Series version. Like, you know, because this shows Tamora Morrison's, you know, bald head with the scars and the, and the kind of the sinister look in his eyes. And it just, it just looks perfect. So, um, and I'm just so happy I didn't have to, to get that reissued Slave 1 to get the figure itself. So this is uh, my pick. Okay. Moving on. We are going to go best vehicle, playset, or creature. I put any line because in the past we've been like, there's only five, there's only one Black Series vehicle. There's none. There's only two TVC vehicles. There's only like whatever. So this is kind of an anything goes, you know? I'll let you decide what you consider any line. (laughs) Now, for the, okay. So. So if we're looking at TBS and TVC, I only counted six across uh-huh. that those three categories. I would count were released. The, the Jedi Temple from the Young Adventures, okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. anything goes. What anything was, goes. Yeah, but Jazzwares uh, goes. That's fine. But you'll notice in the notes I put best for both. Uh, that was just an error. So it's actually yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the worst vehicle, playset, or creature? This is Star Wars toys from any line. And Ryan, we'll go to you. Um, yeah, it's not that they put out anything bad. I, I want to preface with that. I, I won't say I liked everything this year, just because I, I again I'm coming down to re-releases and why. And this one just is a major why, and that is the. Let's let's call it by its new new name of the um, Boba Fett's spaceship. I think <laughs> is what they call it. Um, we all know it as Slave One. Uh, everybody still calls it Slave One. I don't know what D- Disney's thinking here, really. Uh, all of us old school fans are still going to call it Slave One. I'm waiting for a day when you're talking to a younger Star Wars fan and you say, and you say Slave One, and they're like, "What's that?" So we'll see. But um, yeah, the the reissue of Slave One, and it's not. They did some slight changes for. I never bought it. I, I just didn't see a point. Because, well, they re-released the Boba Fett figure that came from it, so I don't even need that. And they just put this ship out, what, two, three years ago? Um, and this one's, what, $50 more, I think? I think it was 150 a couple years ago. Now it's 200 uh, It seems redundant. There was no need to put this out again. I know it was in Book of Boba Fett and featured a role in that, and that's cool. Um, 
then just re-release what you already have, you know, and just put out the Empire Strikes Back one. Who cares? Um, why you have to, you know, kind of reissue it, do a new paint job on it. It just seemed ridiculous. And um, and we had a couple of reissues, the ATST and uh, two different speeder bikes, which we've been waiting for those speeder bikes forever. So I can't put those in there. But um, that 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 slave one was kind of ridiculous to put out. So I'm going to go with that was the worst. Okay, Matt, in your opinion, what was the worst vehicle playset or, or um, creature released this year? Yeah, it's. Um, I was going to say the same thing, just and for exactly the same reasons with the Boba Fett Starship, the price hike, the fact that we've got it a bunch. Um, but just to be different, I'll go with the ATST uh, that came out with Chewbacca for the same reason. Uh, you know, it's overpriced. Uh, we just got it. Granted, the Mandalorian version was, you know, differently painted and all that. But I'm sick of buying this ATST mold. It's no good, and it's overpriced. Uh, and they threw Chewbacca in. That's not even carded. Uh, which also the problem I had with that Boba Fett, you know, that came with the Starship. Yeah, we originally eventually got it on card, but when it was first announced, I was a little angry about that. But um, yeah, I'll say the ATST just because it was unnecessary and uh, overpriced. All right. Uh, Chris, what was the worst vehicle creature playset release in 2023? Oh, man, I was going to I've rethought my answer here because I, I know I'm, people are not going to be happy with what I would normally say because I, I just don't like the vehicle per se. So I just would be a vote against it just because I don't like the design. Um, but yeah, that uh, ATST is terrible uh, as far as reissuing it yet again. Um, the, the incredible price hike on the Slave 1 is terrible. And then, uh, but I'm actually going to name a vehicle that I actually really like, but I'm going to name it the worst for a handful of reasons, and that's the speeder bike. It is way overpriced, and the the last one that we got, what was that, Shadows of the Dark Side or Legacy? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great Shadow. bike, and the difference between that one and this one is so negligible, it's almost imperceivable. And why they had to go out and sculpt an entirely brand new one to maybe justify a forty-five dollar price tag, I don't understand. I don't know. But between the pricing and the unnecessary resculpting of that vehicle, that's what's getting it the worst for me. And also, mm-hmm. that way, I get all the hate for disliking the N1 Starfighter. <laughs> uh, uh, Jake, what was the worst vehicle creature playset this year? And yeah, were there I mean, even any creatures released this year? No. no there, there was not. Well, not large creatures. We got a uh, Massif and a Lothcat, but okay. those don't count. All right. Not really. Um uh, but Chris, yeah, I agree with you. Why, why resculpt? You know, the rumor is they lost the mold, you know, with a lot of those, uh, 2010 era molds, uh, that aren't showing up anymore. But so who knows? We'll never get a straight answer on that. Um, 
Nope. So that leaves that leaves the slave one or the ATST. I think the slave one is more uh, reasonable to buy. I hate the price hike, uh, just like everything. I have yet to bite the bullet on it. I'm waiting to see what kind of sales I can get. But um, at least it's got a redeco and it's got a figure with it, carded figure. Um, or no, not carded, but figure. Um, so that leaves the ATST as a obnoxious reissue with a reissued figure. There's like nothing new. If you've been collecting the line, you don't need this line. Uh, you don't need this figure uh, or set. So um, I went with the ATST. Okay. Um, I'm also going with the ATST. Um, not only do we not need another one of these, I think that they're they're poorly designed. I know they said that this this one was gonna um, uh, stand better than the others, but from what I've seen, it I don't think that's the case. But even if it did, I still would go with this. We didn't need another one. There were they were clearanced out the last time they came out, and just giving us that Chewbacca and not giving us that alternate Chewbacca card back that everybody wants. I mean, maybe that would have helped justify the price. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm going with that. Okay. Let's switch it around to the best vehicle playsetter creature of 2023. Ryan, back to you. Um, I- I'm going to do two parts and probably take everybody's here all at one, but, um, uh, <laughs> I have both a playset and a vehicle because I couldn't separate them. Um, <laughs> so best vehicle has to be the N1 Starfighter. That thing is absolutely amazing. Um, I had a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, it's I haven't hung it. Most of my ships I hang from the ceiling in my garage, and I haven't I haven't hung it yet because I don't want to. I don't. It, it's it's too fun to play around with, and um, so I just haven't gotten around to that. But I mean, honestly, if if I'm really being honest here, the best playset probably takes it uh the the better shot that's that book of boba fett throne room um it's expensive yes but uh it is truly fantastic uh i loved it i loved putting the whole thing together I, all the different accessories the way they set it up so that you could have it as java's palace or uh boba fett's palace with different change-ups within there um i was really really happy with that um i know Probably Matt could care less because he hates Jabba's Palace, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, I you know I built my own Jabba's Palace, and and when I saw this was coming out, I built a new one so that I and I took the measurements so I knew this would fit right into that, and it looks really good in there. It's just a wonderful playset, and I hope we get more stuff like this. I I love to see like an Emperor's Throne Room like this, uh, or that sort of thing. You know, just a little bit bigger playsets with more to it. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some of that. I know the price isn't the greatest, but it was almost, you know, it was rumors that this might have been a HasLab idea, but then they went ahead and pushed it out as a Pulse exclusive. If we get more stuff like that, I, I think that'd be great. It's not just a HasLab thing, but just Pulse exclusive, a little more expensive. But if there's good quality as this, I, I'd totally go for that. All right. Uh Matt, what was the best vehicle place at a creature of the year? Yeah, I mean, you know what he said. Um, the I, I had trouble narrowing it down as well. Um, I ended up going with the N1 just because, you know, I followed the rules and only picked one thing. Um, but um, 
the I will say about the Java's Palace that yeah, I have no desire to make a Java's Palace diorama. Um, but it's a very cool thing. I'm very glad that they made it. I hope that it was a success because there are a lot of other things like I mean, you know, I you know I'd do horrible things, you know, to get a cantina, you know, the same, you know, in the same, to the same scale with the same sort of detail. I mean, that would be awesome. And there's plenty of other, you know, play sets from the, all the movies and all the TV shows that you could do upright. So I really hope that they look at this as a success and sometime in the next year, they announce another one. Uh, and they did a great job and cool. That's a very, it's a very cool set. Uh, but the N1, it's, uh, it's awesome. And I'm not a huge fan of the N1 as a, uh, a sh- you know, a ship in the show. I mean, I liked the Razor Crest more. It made more sense. You know, I don't know. He, he flying around in a single person starfighter with Grogu in the back seat, but you're a bounty hunter. You know, it doesn't really make sense, but it's a cool, uh, design to, because it harkens back to episode one, which, you know, I have this crazy fondness for still to this day. So I like to see that getting some love. And they did a really good job with the toy itself. And the figure that it comes with is carded. Uh, so really you couldn't have hoped for more, maybe a slightly better price point. It was a little, little expensive. It should have been like maybe a hundred on the nose. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the best vehicle of the year and it's nice to actually have a choice of some uh some good options this year so hopefully that'll be a trend yeah this is definitely the most choice i think we've had in a while so uh chris what was the best uh vehicle playsetter creature of the year oh for me it had to be java's palace because that's how mine's set up. <laughs> In the box it says Boba Fett, but thank God they decided to put all the accessories for Jabba's Palace in there and not just the Book of Boba Fett stuff. Um, I, I also really nice that they carded that figure, and I, and I was able to sell that one out and recoup a big chunk of the cost of that whole set. Um so, but it's beautiful, and it actually allowed me. It had me retire my custom-made one that I had done many, many years ago, and um, which is now sitting in my garage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a beautiful set, and especially with a little bit of painting, a few modifications. It looks really, really nice. All right, Jake, what's your pick? Yeah, big shocker, big shocker. Um, going with the Book of Boba Fett Palace, um, it's fantastic. The the amount of detail that went into it. Yeah, I was really excited. I was when that was delivered. It felt to me like a Haslab, you know. And I know there's a rumors about it. Was it a Haslab initially? Well, I actually asked Chris during a Q and A earlier this year, and I said, "Was this?" And he said, "No, this is just a larger." you know, a larger uh, product we're trying out with, you know, and um, uh, do I like the price? No. But did the product come out that I made me forget about the price? Yes, it did. Um, is really cool. And the, and the flexibility between the two different, you know, um, uh, owners is awesome. 
Um, the fact that we got the fat bib for tuna was awesome. Um, you know, I just don't know that we would have seen that figure outside of this set because it is, I mean, if we did, it would be a deluxe figure and we'd be really mad about it, but, um, it is, it's a great set. The, the detail's amazing. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say much more than what you guys have already said, but it's awesome. It's the best thing this year. Yep. I'm in agree. I agree. The, the um, book of Boba Fett, uh, Boba Fett's throne is uh, the best of the year. Um, the uh, N one is cool, but I don't think it looks metallic enough. It looks like gray plastic to me, and I think that detracts from it. Um, it's still cool, but it's not not quite what I was hoping for. What are we on the best non, the best other? Pull this up. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the worst. Yeah. So we used to have, yeah, we used to have like worst non Hasbro figure and that was just too complicated for everyone, I think. So, and then we used to have worst other toy. I'm throwing it all together. Any category or so what was the worst Star Wars toy of any other category that we haven't previously mentioned? So it could be anything, a figure from a different line, a board game, a uh, pop, a vinyl, whatever. Other. Ryan, what was the worst thing? Other. This is always so hard because the worst thing, I mean, when we get outside of Hasbro, I buy all the Hasbro stuff. But when you start looking at other stuff, it's like, well, what else is there? Because you think about what you buy, but if it was really bad, you probably didn't buy it, right? And... I actually took to um, uh, galacticfigures.com. Uh, Chris likes to take pictures of um, the layouts at different stores that he goes to just to show you what's on the shelves. I'm like, well, what do I see on the shelf? Because it's usually the stuff that I'm ignoring while I'm there. But I'm like, what is here that I, I would never want to buy and I think is absolutely ridiculous? And I took a page out of Chris's book. I, I didn't want to do a Grogu. I'm like, let's find something that's not a Grogu. I know Chris is going to find a Grogu. And I was like, but... In the end, it's uh, I, I think it's called Mix and Moods Grogu. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> I don't even know if I've actually seen this or not myself, but I was just like, this is ridiculous. Who's buying I don't, this? Ryan, stuff? I have no idea what that is, but it sounds like the worst toy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I was like, it just made me sit there thinking, like, who is buying this Grogu stuff that they keep putting it out? That is 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 Somebody at Hasbro, I, I mean, are the is this stuff selling to like the non-collectors? Just the casual fan comes in and like, oh, Grogu, I loved Baby Yoda. Let me let me get this, you know, um, or is it just? I I, I gotta wonder. Not, my my kids like Baby Yoda, but they're not in the store demanding Grogu stuff while we're there or anything like that. So I I looked at this and I'm like, yeah, mixing moods. I, I think of that was it Galactin Munchin Munchin one or whatever we had last year that we've seen tremendously clearanced out because nobody really wanted it. Um, this will probably be the next one. But, uh, y- yeah, it seems like low-hanging fruit, but um, I had to go with that. Yeah, you know what else is getting clearanced out this year? Thinking of clearance is that Lola droid. Which is actually kind of sad. That was kind of cool. It was way too <laughs> expensive for what it is. I'm going to say, yeah. I did buy one of it's those. It's like 15 bucks at Walmart now or something. Yeah, I, I bought one at full price. And it's actually... Is it cool? It is cool, 
but it was not cool for the price it was. Um, uh, I actually found there was a cheaper version, like a mid version or something. I found for like mm-hmm. five bucks at Ross. I bought one of those for Emmett for for Christmas. But um, it just yeah, it's cool. It just wasn't that cool. Like I would say, if you find that on clearance, go buy it. I think it's it's really kind of fun to play with. I, I wish it had more with it, but it was actually better than you thought it was. All right. Uh, Matt, what was the worst uh, Star Wars toy other category this year? Better than you thought it was. That's a great toy slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had trouble with this because, yeah, for the same reasons. It's like if it's that awful, I probably didn't buy it. So I don't really have anything to compare it to. I was My reflexive thing was to say... um, those young Jedi toys from the cartoon show that I don't watch, but I mean, I'm sure they're, those are fine. I'm sure for what they are. And I don't own any of them, so I can't really complain. Um, so just cause I'm sick of them. And I think Jake is probably going to like try to shoot me through the internet when I say this, but those bounty collection things that, you know, <laughs> clog up targets and tar- toys are not toys are Walmart's, uh, you know, I don't know who they're for. I don't know what they're about. And they're on like six or seven waves now, which makes it one of the longer lived toys, the toy lines that Hasbro's had for a while. But I just don't get them. And the fact that they're out there and persistent, they sort of annoy me. So, um, and I've actually had a couple, you know, my kid got a couple for Christmas one year and, Hasbro was giving them out at Celebration London at the booth. Uh, so, you know, I have a little bit of experience with them, and I just don't get them. And maybe I'm too old. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the uh, the bounty collection as a whole. And it's a lot of Grogu stuff. So you sort of get that mixed in as well. So, All right. Chris, what's the worst toy other category? My worst toy this year is actually – it's a gift to Grogu, and I'm letting him off the hook this year for being the worst toy of the year because I feel he is no longer reach. He is leaving well, oversaturation. Just to be point. clear, this is there is a separate category that is all categories worth toy. No, because okay. normally he would grab this okay. uh, title for worst toy. Um I walk into a toy section and I no longer feel overwhelmed by Grogu. And that's mostly what my response in the last several years has been was the oversaturation that Grogu was the only face of star Wars. And I don't feel when you walk into a store, that is the case anymore. He is well represented, but he is not the only thing you see. And for that, I want to let him, it's a Christmas miracle gift. I'm letting Grogu off the hook for being the worst toy that I can try and find. So <laughs> instead of a worst toy, it's a gift to Grogu. Merry Christmas. Okay. Uh, Jake? Jake, what was the worst toy other? <laughs> other. Um, oh, never right. mind. Buffalo game, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, snack time game. God, that thing looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
um, I um, every couple I, I don't do a lot of Lego, but every couple of years, I mean, every year I get a couple of sets, and this year is no different. And uh, Obi Wan Kenobi came out, so I was excited to get an Obi Wan Kenobi set, and I think I got one for a holiday this year, and um, I put it together. When we were, uh, where were we? We were somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were on vacation. And I usually, you know, whenever we go to beach places or cabin places, I usually bring along a few Lego sets to do on the downtime. And the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader. Um, remember, it's, uh, it's a Lego set that reflects the uh, battle where they had over the, where Obi-Wan gets burned. And Darth Vader doesn't want to. That's walk, such a weird scene. Walk through I don't, four feet of fire. I've watched that a few times. I cannot figure out why they let Obi-Wan go. No, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. It's a horrible scene, but it is that scene. It was gifted to me. And um, here's my problem. The problem is it is a glorified base. What the build you are building is like a, is just a ground, a piece of ground. You know, we reflect back to that scene. It's got, you know, higher levels and stuff because there were, you know, people hiding away or shooting down on them as they're fighting or what have you. There's none of that in this set. It is essentially it was the most boring Lego set I have ever put together. There's very few play features. Um, and like I said, you're, you're building up a base. It's like. I don't know how to explain it more. I built ground and put Obi-Wan some fire on it and put Obi-Wan Invader in it. That is what I built. And it just was such a boring, boring set because, you know, Legos usually have lots of play features, even if they're not a vehicle of some sort. Right. And this wasn't much of anything. So I was, you know, it's been a long time since I built a Lego and was like, yeah, that was barely worth my time. So, that's where it's going. Lego Obi Wan versus Vader. Okay. I actually like that set. But... No, I wasn't even. What, what? It is ground. What? What do you like <laughs> about it? I like the fire, and you can make it flip over, and I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> it's got Vader. It's got Vader. Is the. <laughs> I wasn't even sure what I was going to pick for this. I thought maybe I'd pick some. St- grogu thing like like normal um until i was reminded about this horrible line this is matt sent us a picture in our in our in our chat of this line it's horrible i've only seen them at walmart it's they're called droidables and i just hate them they are oversized heads on droids I really don't like the whole oversized head thing on anything. I've never liked it. I've never understood the appeal of it. It just, I mean, I, I know the the pop vinyl has like definitely has the market cornered on that, but, and there's, but there's been so many other imitators of the same kind of style. Um, they always come and go and I just don't, I just don't get it. And I just don't like them. And uh, when I see them, I just wish they weren't there. I can't believe they're spending, you know, who's buying, like, who's buying droidables? Like, it seems like if you're into the pop thing, you'd stick with the pop thing. I can't, I can't see anyone saying, well, I need droidables too. 
Um, now you guys are all going to say, oh, I bought them all. What are you talking about? I don't know. But, I didn't even know they existed until oh, yesterday. I think that they look really bad. I think they look, I think they've taken the oversized head thing to a new level on these and they just look bad. You know, I think they're okay. I just think they're way too expensive for what they are. How much? How much is a droidable? They're like fifteen bucks. And uh, does Hasbro make them? Yes. Okay. So I just, I just wish they were doing something else with whatever whatever you know effort is going in to produce those. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was going somewhere else to produce something different. Um, and I hope that line doesn't last. Now, if you love that line and that's been the best thing you've seen since whenever, then, you know, I guess that's send me an email. I want to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's where I, that's where I am with this. OK, so let's follow this up with the best Star Wars toy. Other category not mentioned previously. Uh, Ryan. Um, I had to make sure this came out this year, but yes, it did. Um I, I, this is probably always a category I reserve for hot toys. Um, and in the last few years, I've bought more hot toys than I probably should have. But uh, this one just blew me away when I got it. I was kind of looking forward to it. And that's the um, the Luke Skywalker from The Mandalorian. Um, what do they call it? Imperial Cruiser or whatever uh, from Hot Toys. Um, I wanted to – I'd meant to get the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, and I just never did. And uh, – Missed out on it. So when this came up, I was like, well, this is pretty close, and so I'll go ahead and get it. This thing is absolutely impressive. Um, the figure itself is amazing. It's got a, a great head sculpt on it. It's got the movable eyes on, on it, so you can make him look whichever way. Um, a different arm attachment, so you can have a light-up lightsaber in his hand. You know, of course, with Hot Toys, all sorts of different hands. I don't even care about... It comes with a Grogu. I don't care about the Grogu. But um, then it comes with this whole 3D hallway setup thing, and it just about f perfectly fits in uh, the IKEA um, glass shelves. And it looks really, really cool all set up. And I, I, you know, I've bought many hot toys and this was just one when I got it and set it up. I was like, oh, this is so cool. This makes buying this. It just feels sometimes you buy hot toys and you're like, really, this is all it was. Or you just feel like it, it just doesn't live up to your hype, your inner, your inner hype. And this lived up and well beyond. I was totally amazed by it. And I think it's absolutely awesome. And it's going to be my best other item of the year. All right. Matt, what is your best other category item of 2023? Ryan, do you have the one that comes with the Dark Trooper torso? That yeah, is... that's the same one. Yeah, it came with yeah, the Dark Yeah, okay, yeah, because that's in my honorable mention, I thought. And I did have to go back and see if that was this year. It is really cool. Uh, but my torso favorite... lights up and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... no, it's, it's, it's great. They knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah. But I like... Uh, as far as Hot Toys goes, they did a episode two clone pilot, uh, which is a trooper design that I always loved. And it's got a swap out helmet. That's a Clone Wars pilot helmet. Uh, that was a very good one, too. Uh, but I'm going with uh, I, I reconsidered while uh, Jake was talking about how much he hates Lego toys uh, that. um yeah, the uh, I I never think of to talk about Legos on this show. I don't get a whole lot of them, uh, but we got for my son the 
super big, expensive, ridiculously oversized Republic cruiser, uh, the Venator class Republic cruiser thing. And it's just amazing when you put it together. I mean, you know, considering it's just made of a bunch of little bricks, it ends up looking, you know, like, uh, you know, it is. It's something you put out on display and you just think, wow, this is this is amazingly cool looking uh, reproduction. And if Hasbro were to ever make that toy and they never will, if they could make one that looks that good, it would be uh, it would be remarkable. So. Uh, yeah, the uh, Lego Venator class uh, Republic Cruiser is probably probably the best, although that Hot Toys clone pilot is pretty awesome also. All right. Chris, what is your best other category Star Wars toy of 2023? Yeah, um, actually, you guys mentioning Lego triggered my mind. There's two items. I don't have them, but they've both been released this year, and I both would desperately love to have both of them but haven't pulled the trigger because of price the first being with my original thought was the black series roleplay scout trooper helmet because scout troopers are up there for me also they, they look super awesome that helmet looks great but what i'm actually going to say is the emperor's throne room lego set uh with the actual emperor's throne luke and vader oh it just looks Awesome. It's just it's at a price point right now that I'm just not willing to spend a hundred dollars for a Lego set, but uh, it's really, really great looking, and I, I love it so much. All right, for my best other category, um, uh, this uh, one. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Hold Jake! On. Hold on. Oh, I forgot. About, <laughs> I forgot about Jake. I I I I. Uh... Wounded Lego quite a bit when I uh, talked about the last one, so I thought I would redeem it and have it as one of my favorite uh, toys of the year, and that is the Lego New Republic E-Wing and Shin Hadi Starfighter, because the E-Wing is such an awesome fighter that doesn't get to see the light of day very often, so... um, that is a very, very, very cool thing that Ahsoka gave us, uh, put the E-Wing out in the world, and I hope to see much, much more of it in the future. All right. Um, my choice, I typically hate when two toy lines mash up together. Like, I hate Star Wars Transformers. I hate when they do Star Wars you know, Muppets or Star Wars M&Ms or Star Wars anything mixed with something else. Star Wars Christmas. Hate all that kind of stuff. But one of my favorite toys as a kid was Stretch Armstrong. And this year they've got Stretch figures mixed with Star Wars. Uh, I would go with Stretch Darth Vader as my favorite. And that's definitely my favorite other category of the year. These have kind of shown up at Walgreens and Meyer around here, and uh, they were, they're like twelve ninety nine a piece. Um, so I think it's great. Next category, let's see. Okay, now we're to the big one. What was the worst Star Wars toy of the year? All categories, so everything combined. What was the worst toy? Period for the year. Ryan, 
to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, the worst toy. Um, you know, I, I think I've got to go with that. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Black Series Carbonized Ahsoka. Uh, well, really, the, just the whole two-pack. Uh, what was it? Ahsoka and an HK-87 droid. Uh, ridiculous price. And Hasbro did this a number of times this year with way overpriced multi-packs that were just repacks of something, maybe slight repaints, nothing really new. And it's you know made us excited for some of the new two-packs we're seeing next year that are actually, you know, actually lower price than if you bought two figures by themselves, whereas we saw a lot of them which would be, if you bought the figures by themselves, they were cheaper than buying a two-pack, which made no sense. But that Ahsoka one, I think, you know, I, I think I originally pre-ordered that and then said no and, and stopped. And it really made me feel good. Like, I don't need to buy this carbonized stuff. And I've never been completest on the carbonized anyway. I don't have all the initial releases that they had. But, um, that and that TIE Fighter uh, Royal Guard 2-pack. I, I can understand Chris says the Royal Guard looks great, but I was way overpriced for what it was. And uh, both of those made me go, I don't need this. And it was kind of freeing to to not buy that stuff. So I, I got to go with that. The, the Ahsoka Carbonized, just because that one seems so pointless and so unnecessary. Uh, Matt, what was the worst Star Wars toy of the year, of 2023? All right, I'm going with the uh, Holocom line. Not anyone in particular. The whole line, it's just, you know, you take super articulated figures and then you make them translucent so you can see all the joints. Uh, the character selections generally don't make any sense. Um, eh, they're, you know, well, all Black Series are overpriced now and yeah, these are actually surprisingly they they could have cost more. I wouldn't be surprised if they had been asking forty five, fifty bucks for these. Uh, but it's just it's a repaint by another name. It's carbonized by another name, and I hope uh, I hope that if I ever buy them, I'm able to buy them for like five dollars a piece on super clearance, and they're remembered as uh, you know the. Uh, what were those called? Star Wars choppers. Back around episode three where they had the motorcycle guys. Darth Vader. Oh, those are called custom, custom, Star customs. Wars customs. customs. Yeah. Customs. Were choppers? choppers were something to Choppers yeah, were, were like Power of the Force era, right? Didn't okay. they do a Boba Fett and a Luke? That like a zip right. pull, a zip pull one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. It's the it's the whole Holocom line, and I hope that you know next year we're like, remember when they tried that Holocom thing, and <laughs> we all all laugh about it. So I, uh, there, I, there I'm you gonna go. Say, uh, since I haven't put the review out, I, I haven't put it out there, but I since I got the Han Solo, um, that one really shows how bad it can be because it's an older sculpt, so it doesn't have the pinless joints, and you can actually see like the gears. It's kind of cool. From those of us 80s, 90s who, you know, we had everything that was see-through so you could see everything, like telephones and all that when we were kids. And so it's kind of cool from that aspect that you can see all the gears and everything that, that move the the legs and such. But there's so much within it, the light never reaches the head on the figure, so it's kind of silly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I get that. To me, I'm going to say 
I, I like it far better than carbonized or credit collection. It makes more sense. But the whole bounty puck thing, they need to do away with that. Just get us some translucent figures. They haven't done enough of that in Black Series. I don't need any translucent figures. Ryan speaks only for himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come and, on. Let's take like, that. I wonder if that's the graphic figure that appeared in the movie. Correct. I don't, well, you know, I don't need any of that. I, that's that's definitely what I'm going. Is it should be something from the movie, like a Darth Vader or Princess Leia or something like that, where it really did appear like that in the movie. Absolutely, we don't need to just make translucent figures for the sake of translucent figures. Cool. All right, that's my pick. Holocom. All right. All right, uh, Chris. What was the worst Star Wars toy of 2023? Uh, well, I don't agree, but I, I absolutely agree with Ryan's point that uh, the carbonized Royal Guard and TIE Fighter Pilot Pack was grossly overpriced. Even today, when it's being dropped down to $50, it's still overpriced for what it is. But my pick is going to be the TVC Deluxe line slash their two packs. These things are so egregiously bad. It's such a bad idea. It's they're not selling well, and I mean, they're just bad. They're half of them aren't even really deluxe figures. Most of them aren't, and we know that they can put a highly painted picture uh, or figure on a card back, you know. So you can get the standard TVC look and still jack up the price. Look at the, all the the target exclusive uh boba fats you know they have no problem separating them by skew to a separate skew to make them more expensive but you know it's blind boxing these things which if you're going to spend 28 dollars on a single action figure i at least want to look at the paint you know i mean it's ridiculous and there's just there's just begging to be ripped off in stores and i'm sure a lot of people have gotten home and found that they did get ripped off because somebody swapped out the figure or something and you know stores don't check they don't understand the difference um it's just the whole line and, and the thing with the two packs is i i think hasbro has forgotten about a economic concept called economy of scale where the more you buy usually your price per item starts to go down instead of up somehow i bought that the revan um hk droid two-pack and i didn't even realize how much i was paying for it until it arrived and i'm like i paid 50 dollars for two figures they're not even deluxe figures it's just it's ridiculous and they're shameless cash grabs on Lines like this are just getting ridiculous, and it needs to stop. That Django Fett, which is coming down the pipe, is probably one of the worst violators of this deluxe figure moniker. <laughs> I already have that as my worst TVC figure of 2024. Yeah, well, I'm someone's going to have just to speak. work real hard to get <laughs> over that barrier. <laughs> and that, and that is, and that is saying something because the figure looks. <laughs> absolutely beautiful oh but the, yeah, the figure but the itself fact, yeah but the fact that it's not a basic ass figure is the crime behind all of it or at least put it on a basic card back and then call it a deluxe 
and just charge more for it. I mean, you've or, they've already done that. They don't need to put in a box to justify that. Oh, that, yeah. that's that's mine. It's just it's it's something that needs to stop. I agree. Or they need to actually make it deluxe. Except I, mean, I argue I, that the sand person with the uh, the massive actually starts to come close. But... I would say the Ewok droids, the Ewok two pack, is worth it with the coins. Yeah, but but I I agree with what you're saying, Jake. What was the worst Star Wars toy of 2023? The worst Star Wars toy of 2023 was. The cost of any Hasbro toy released in 2023. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just, just blanket. Just blanket every figure was bad because of the cost uptick. The um, We all know inflation is a thing, but man, it's real difficult when Hasbro's laying off employees but making record profits and charging us astronomical prices. Um, that's It's just a bad, bad look. I'm... You know, we'll talk about what we think 2024 is going to look like. But um, uh, but no, in reality, um, the, the overpriceness makes figures less attractive than they actually are, which is unfortunate because some of the best work ever is being put out there. But it's just, you know, and I mentioned it before, we're getting them at boutique line prices, right? It's almost like they're, you know, Hasbro's looking at other independent small toy lines and going, well, look at how much they charge and people are buying them. We could do that too. When Hasbro is one of the second biggest toy company in the world, there's no way they should be looking at boutique lines and trying to match those prices. That's not where their magic lies. Anywho, um, the droidables were a uh, honorable mention, but uh, I laughed when Matt mentioned uh, I would be mad over Bounty Collection because, yes, you can rewind a couple of years. And I was excited about Bounty Collection because there were the five dollar figurines that uh, that you can get of Grogu and Grogu hype was still new at that time. But like Matt said, we are now online like seven or eight and it is still I'm just thinking about all of Star Wars you know, um, media out there. There is so much cuteness out there. And we are still 95% Grogu. This last wave, we did get a chopper and a baby Ahsoka. And I think the wave before, we may have got a loaf cap. But other than that, it is still Grogu. There's not been an Ewok. There's not been a Kowakian monkey lizard. There's not been... Anything else that is, you know, even could be made cute. So I am actually nominating the Bounty Collection for still having a Grogu focus after seven waves, eight waves, when there are so many other fish in the sea when you're trying to get cuteness out of this line. And also, the reason is their price has more than doubled. When I go to Fred Meyer's um, and I see like $12 on there, for a yeah. small inch and a half vinyl non-articulated figure, I'm like, get out of town with that. Nobody wants that. So that's my that's my selection. The newest waves of the bounty collection. Even though I did buy the loaf cat and I did buy baby Ahsoka because they're just too darn cute, I would buy it. I would even justify it if they had something 
that was more desirable than just the 80,000th version of Grogu. Okay. My worst toy of 2023. Um, I had a hard time with this one because there's like nothing that I just, I mean, I guess I could say droidables, but I already kind of said that. Um, I am going to go with the carbonized two pack of Ahsoka and um, HK droid. Yeah, HK Droid. I hate the Carbonized series. I've never liked it. I don't like it even on the Troopers. I know some of you do. Um, the reason I don't like it on the Troopers is because if you get one, it doesn't fit in well with your other Troopers. It looks just off and not a fan. So I really don't like Carbonized. And um, hopefully it's going to go away. Um, I know, you know, Matt doesn't even like the holocom figures but i actually think if they did the right character selection those could be cool like marva (laughs) marva makes sense she probably had a bounty out on her you know if they did a holocom marva and instead of the the puck it had a brick that it came out of that'd be so cool that would be awesome i think they've lit i think they've painted themselves into the corner making them bounty figures though yes i, I, I think so they that, that i think that that i don't have anything against translucent figures but if they all have to have bounty on them then it's i think i would hope if this line continues um they would uh uh do something a little different with it where they could do other characters that didn't necessarily have a bounty on them um so far i've bought none of them and i will continue to buy none of them until they do the emperor or jedi luke or Princess Leia, or Marva, or I don't know who else could they do. The day they make a Marva, I require that they make Mr. Mothma. This is yeah. such, such a random character that we'll never see, but who knows. All right. Um, okay, then let's bring it around the final... The final one is the uh, the best Star Wars toy of the year. All categories. What was the absolute best toy that came out in 2023? And I will start with Ryan. You know, we had a lot of good stuff this year. We 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 complained about prices. We complained about some of the crap that that just come out there. But in the quality of what we're getting is so. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I was thinking, like, there's no single Black Series figure that I would say is crap. I mean, if we go back, I've been doing little shorts on YouTube of uh, just weird oddball figures like that Mace Windu with the rubberized stuff that you could have the rod in the back or that R2-D2 with the string that they were both like, I think, Power of the Jedi line or something. But there was just weird garbage stuff sometimes. And we don't see that in like the lines now we can talk about droidables or whatever in that but with that there's just so much good stuff and i have a hard time but i i'm gonna have to go i always go with hot toys but that hot toys luke is just absolutely amazing um yeah i put it in like i don't want to say a place of honor but i made sure it had its own shelf and everything was set up just for that in my display because it was just so cool and i wasn't planning on that i wasn't planning on i didn't even know it came with the whole diorama thing um 
And but when it when I opened that up and set up, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I, I have to have this. It, it was close between that and the Book of Boba Fett playset. That is that is an awesome, awesome playset, and I love it. I'm glad we finally got it. Um, but that Luke Skywalker, it just blows me away. And you know, I, I'll I'll make a prediction right now. I know we're gonna talk about 2024. Probably my best figure, my best toy that next year is gonna be the the duels and Darth Vader coming from hot toys. Supposedly it's going to ship next month. We'll see. But, um, you know, I, it's one of those things about hot toys, but they're always really cool. But, um, that Luke Skywalker really blew me away. It exceeded my expectations. Um, which is something with that. So I got to go with that. All right, Matt, what was the best toy of the year? The best star Wars yeah. toy of the year. Yeah. Well, um, Indiana Jones kind of stories. We spent a lot of time talking about it. You know, I, was uh, I know. I felt. I felt. I felt like we maybe should have put Indy in here somewhere. I just didn't really know where. I, I almost thought about including it in the retro stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh let's see. Um. Yeah, there was, was a lot of cool hot toy stuff. Uh, a lot of the vintage figures were really good. Several good black series. Um, I tried real hard to think if there was like a lightsaber that came out because, you know, I like those. But there wasn't a, a standout lightsaber this year. Um, I was going to say it was the Vintage Collection Vader Obi-Wan 2-pack. Uh, just because both figures are good. The Vader's excellent. The Obi-Wan's good. And it's... You know, it's good to get a, a set like that where it makes sense uh, in the vintage collection. So it's like sort of a pound for pound uh, that was like the best toy. But instead, I'm going to go and I mean, I know I think Chris might have even mentioned it possibly as a contender for worse figures. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but the Life Day Chewbacca. Um, oh, I liked it. Oh, you liked it. Okay. Um not because it's a great figure. This was the, you know, there's like the hands, the way they had to re-sculpt them and all that looks sort of weird, actually. Uh, but just because if I'm not mistaken, it's the first toy we've ever gotten from the holiday special, not from the cartoon. I mean, is that correct? I mean, it's the first live action part of the holiday. Uh, special. no, you could say Snaggle. You could say Snaggletooth is from Snaggle holiday special. Was accidental though. It wasn't like. All right. Meant well. to be from the, I mean, I don't know. And that was a long time ago, but, uh, <laughs> a long time ago, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just because, you know, it's maybe cause they're opening up, maybe we'll get some more stuff. I mean, the holiday specials horrible. It's impossible to watch, but there's some free, some awesome figures, uh, that, you know, they could give us from that show. Um, and, you know, any, you know, other stuff, you know, not just the Wookiee family, but, you know, there's cool stuff there. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, vintage, it's untapped vintage Star Wars. And it's just good to see Disney. I mean, and not just like it came out, it was available at the Disney parks. Uh, so it's like totally, you know, embraced by the mothership or whatever we're going to consider Disney. So not so much for the toy itself, but what it, it symbolizes. And the toy itself is fine. Uh, but I'm going to go with, with Life Day Chewbacca just because of the surprise element and, you know, what it might mean for the future. Okay. Uh, Chris, what was the best Star Wars toy of 2023? 
Uh, for me, it's got to be that Jabba's Palace. It's just a spectacular toy. It looks great. It's well-constructed. It has all the option for whatever you want that palace to be. It's there for you. And I wish it wasn't as pricey as it was, but it is a beautiful thing for three and three quarter inch collectors. It's just a beautiful thing. So. Okay. Uh, Jake, what is right. the best Star Wars toy of 2023? Imagine if you will, there's a toy that has multiple play features. It comes with two action figures. It has electronics. It has lights. I know what you're saying. This toy does not exist. It has multiple play areas and can be found for around $40, which is about half its retail price. Yes, I am nominating the Young Jedi Adventures Tanu playset because it offers so much. Now, Jabba's Palace is fantastic. It's a great toy for display. Is anyone actually going to play with this toy? No, you're going to gingerly place all the leather skins, all the little skins, all the little cups, all the little things, and try not to bump it. That is a whole different beast than the playset, which is the Young Jedi, what you can have fun with posing figures in or playing with or whatever. So it's an actual toy. It's pretty darn cool. That's my nomination. All right. That's actually a good one, I think. I I have it, and I haven't opened it yet, so I can't it, say. It is a toy in the I am true consi- fashion of the I'm word. I'm looking forward to opening that thing up. All right. So that just leaves it to me. Um, I from This is kind of a weird pick for me. Probably something normally I would think, nah, but... There was a figure that came out this year that we've been waiting for in the U.S. since 1985. And that is the Retro Collection Yak Face. I I don't know how to explain it, but I was so happy to get that. I felt like that was the missing thing that we never got. That we truly just never got over here in the U.S. Now, I know in Europe and Canada you did get, so maybe not as meaningful but that was the figure that just never shipped to the u.s that somehow didn't make the cut before they switched to droids and then ewoks that is the mythic figure that in the 90s people were talking about wondering how you could get you know paying exorbitant amounts of money even in the 90s for and I'm just so happy that they finally released that vintage uh, Yak Face. Um, the vintage collection one that came out came with a coin in the HasLab uh, was really cool. And that was a kind of a cool start. But um, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But just getting that vintage uh, retro collection Yak Face really uh, meant something to me. And I've I have a real one that I've had for about maybe 13 years. And I like that one a lot, but just being able to get one like at a normal semi retail price, 
um, was great. So that would be my best Star Wars toy of the year. I, I think that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that just slightly edged out the six inch Darth Vader because I still think that thing is amazing that duels in Darth Vader. Um, okay. Like we always do at the end of these, let's wrap it up with what what's your per- toy Star Wars toy prediction for 2024? Um, Ryan, I'll go to you. Um, couple things. Number one, it looks like we're going to get, uh, kind of an anniversary. It looks like 25th anniversary for Phantom Menace look with the retro line that's coming, um, which was cool to see. I, I that Amidala especially, I, I got excited for. Um, but we're seeing Anakin and Padme coming in, uh, the, the Black Series line. And maybe we're going to see a little Phantom Menace love this year. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's been, uh, the prequels in general have been very much missing from a lot of the product we get. We got plenty of Clone Wars stuff. And in fact, things like the Sixes Magna Guard that just came out is on the Clone Wars as far as what property it comes from. And, um, you know, maybe we're going to see a little bit of love for that. And, and I wouldn't mind uh, getting a little prequel uh, love in there. So it'd be kind of cool. Um, I imagine we're going to see more holocom figures of some sort this year. They've, it looks like that is our successor to carbonized and credit collection. Um, so we'll probably see more of them and there'll probably be, be three or four of them that we scratch our heads and go, huh? You know, like holocom Jawa or something like that, that it just makes no sense. Um, well, we'll see, but, uh, uh, I'm sure that we're going to see plenty of them and there's going to be some ones that just don't work. Um, I'm, my hope, honestly, and this will be, this will sound weird, especially amongst us collectors, is that we're going to see less. And I know a lot of people are like, no, we, we've got to see this and this and this. And, and I think it just comes from the last few months that Hasbro just overdid it. I, and I don't mean like they overdid anything, really. It's just that so much came out at the same time that it was too much. And I noticed when you go to cancel th- something on Hasbro Pulse, there's an option for not in my budget. And uh, it's like, I wonder how much of that's been really happening. And for as much as we can say, well, Hasbro's trying to push more product to gain more profit here in quarter four and all that. But how much of that is forcing people to then cancel their pre-orders because they don't have the money for it because they're pushing out way too much. I mean, from September where we had the the Ghost HasLab ending as well as the Book of Boba Fett playset shipping and then a couple of waves of, you know, everything that seemed to be hitting. And if you're a G.I. Joe collector, it was even it was even worse for as much that came out. And I think with the recent stuff of Hasbro having financial um, issues, laying off people that we're going to see less next year. It's just going to be part of what they're doing is they're, they're going to produce less. And maybe we're going to see, well, my hope is, and I know this is a, a huge hope, but my hope is it'll be less crap. It'll be less of things like credit collection, um, even holiday collection, it, less of those repaints, reuse stuff that, and sadly, it's probably not going to be. They're probably going to see more of that because they make better profit off of that, which I get it. But uh, um, hope for is I'd like to see a Black Series HasLab. I'd like to see one come out that that is I, I can't say that everybody's going to get behind because every HasLab that's put out divides any collector community. Um, if you go on any Facebook page for G.I. Joe right now, everything about the hiss and uh, it's just absolutely nuts. 
But um, I would like to see a successful Black Series HasLab come out and um, do. I don't know what that could be, if it could be an ATST or what. But, I mean, my true wish is if they did another TVC HasLab and it was a smaller one or another t- uh, another thing like the Book of Boba Fett and something like if we're going to do a prequel look, something like the uh, the Bongo Sub from Phantom Menace, something that we've wanted for years but never done. Uh, it would be kind of cool for them to put that out in either HasLab or as an exclusive thing. It's going to be it'd be a tough sell, but I'd love to see it. But um, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And then, you know, we got crazy things coming like this last command four pack from Black Series. Are we going to see more of a play on that? Or is there going to be any TVC that goes along with that or what? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I expect we'll see less. But um I have hopes for some really cool stuff. All right, Matt, what do you predict for 2024? Uh, I think next year when we do this show, we should have to read back our predictions from the previous year. Because I would love to know what I said last year, and I, I guess I could pull it up. But I'm sure it was way off base, and I'm sure that this will be off base. Uh, I like what Ryan said about getting some episode one stuff, and we know we are getting some. Um, like I said earlier tonight, I, you know, I, I've got a soft spot for episode one, despite among the prequels. I mean, it's, it's the one that I've got the soft spot for. Um, even though it's not the best of those movies. Um, I, I hope we get a lot of toys. I hope we get a whole wave of vintage collection figures and it clogs the shelves and destroys the line. Uh, just, you know, like it did however 15 years ago or 10 years, whatever that was. Um, just like Hasbro can never learn the lesson about episode one toys. Uh, but I don't think, I think they have learned the lesson and I think we're going to get not much more than they've already announced. You know, maybe a couple more black series, maybe a couple more vintage collection. Uh, I'd love to get a second wave of Phantom Menace retro, but I don't think it's in the cards. Um, they could do some great stuff. I mean, they haven't done a Black Series vehicle since, uh, what, Infus Nest? Was that the last last one we got? Um, but They did know, a biker. Dark- they did a, a Mandalorian bike, speeder bike, right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. That was like, was that an Amazon thing? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a Darth Maul on a Sith speeder. I mean, that's in that scale on Black Series. That would be cool, but I'm not, I'm not predicting it. I just hope they have some episode one stuff. Um, I'll go out on a limb and say they're going to do something dramatic this year. And I don't mean dramatic like in another HasLab. I, I, I think they'll give Black Series another stab at HasLab. And maybe this year, but it took a long time for them to get around to offer up uh, the ghost. So they might, they might be sitting on that. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if we got a HasLab offering this year, or at least maybe at the end of the year. I don't know. Uh, but I think something dramatic and like not in a good way, like some line is going to end like retro or vintage collection. Remember they always said vintage collection was like a temporary thing and then they'd rest it, which they have done in the past. Maybe, you know, it's time for vintage collection to get put in the garage or, you know, I don't think it would be black series, but you know, I don't know. I, it's, 
it's so hard to tell what is successful these days because so little of it makes it to stores. And I mean, I don't know about your targets and Walmarts, but like my, you know, a target might get a case of something, you know, each wave of the vintage figures and that's it. They won't get another case. Um, holiday season might be a little different, but I mean, it's, you know, very little makes it to stores. So it's hard to judge what's successful, but I could see with the trouble that Hasbro's having, uh, financially and, you know, their basic attitude. I think they're just trying to price. I think they've tried to price this out of the three and three quarter market by jacking these prices above 20 bucks in some cases. And, you know, some of us are still hanging on. We're complaining, but we're still buying. I mean, we're all not looking forward to this Django Fett figure, but we're all going to get it. Or most of us are going to get it. So, you know, they might just, you know, end it. Or, you know, put it on hiatus or something. I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's going to be a significant year and I don't see it being a good year. And with so little media coming out, I mean, we don't even have dates for the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus and movies. Who knows when we'll ever see another movie in the theater. Uh, Hasbro might not be looking fondly on Star Wars and I don't think that bodes well. So sorry to be, uh, <laughs> you know, downer. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not optimistic about 2024 for Star Wars toys. Chris, what do you predict for 2024? Yeah, I got to be kind of along the same lines as Matt is I, it doesn't look good. I mean, this recent glut of all kinds of Hasbro toys showing up at Ross's at Dollar Generals, or not even Dollar Generals, uh, was at Ollie's, and it seems like a lot more stuff is showing up at Clarence lately, and that's never a good sign for them. Um, you know, they definitely seem to have reached a, satur- a point saturation point with the deluxe line because those things are not moving. Um, the you know, I I, I don't honestly pay much attention to how the six inch moves on the shelves generally it's hard to find three and three quarter inch except for the peg warmers those like you know the landos um it seems like the grand inquisitor and morgan ellsworth from this latest wave seem to be the peg warmers because our local target got six seven cases of that wave those are the only figures left all the others are gone um, so I, mean, I think Morgan Elsbeth and both scales, six inch and three and three quarter are going to be on the pegs for a few years. Well, we'll she be have is giving her a run for her money right now, but, uh, who is, uh, more, uh, the grand inquisitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of him on the pegs too. So, uh, yeah, I just, I really feel like they're, they've hit a price point. I just don't know how much higher they can push this thing and expect to keep enough volume to reach their minimum order quantities as a business. I, it's just, I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, but also I don't think they're at a point where they can dumb the line down and get back significantly down to a price point much below 12. I mean, even that new line is coming at, Ten dollars, eleven dollars. Uh, I think it's like ten ninety nine or eleven ninety 
Yeah, so I mean, you're still at twelve dollars for a dumbed down figure of yeah, and I mean, it's not what I'm interested in. I have no problem with them making the line if kids want to buy it or other collectors want to buy it. So be it. Enjoy them, but they're not cheap figures, and they're certainly not cheap figures for for the quality that you're going to be getting. So. The other thing I look at is my pre-order list about a year ago was probably 30 items deep. This last week, the last item I had on pre-order shipped and was delivered. I have nothing on my pre-order list. I don't think that speaks good of what's going on because I don't think they're wanting to go away from the pre-order system and, I mean, I know there's a handful of things out there, but as an original trilogy collector, predominantly, there's very little being offered there for me and um, could be a very cheap year for me. I'm really hoping to see, you know, some of the of the original 96 that we haven't gotten made in the vintage collection or the vintage saga collection. I, I, I count those also, but. Yeah, it's just that we're not seeing a ton in the pipeline. Maybe a whole bunch of stuff is going to start being revealed here in, you know, February or whatnot. But uh, it's not looking good right now. It's looking very quiet. So. All right. Jake, what is your prediction for 2024? Yeah, well, it kind of dovetails with some of the things already said. I think um, – I think like Chris was saying, I think habits have changed. Chris had 30 pre-sales. Um, I had mentioned earlier in the show, I have like only a couple and I normally have hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of pre-sales. I just don't, it doesn't, it's not a smart thing to do anymore because things go to discount or retail or on sale quite quickly. So it doesn't seem cost prohibitive to uh, pre-sell things. So I do think collector habits are changing. You know me, I'm all in on everything, but I am not jumping in to buy these things right when they come out anymore. So even my lifelong habits are changing. Matt changed today or this year um, by not going, you know, doubles and completists and everything. Uh, Our buddy, John, he stopped going completist two of everything on some lines. I mean, people have, reached a breaking point this year. So we're going to see repercussions next year. Really good uh, podcast out there. If you like G.I. Joe, it's called Full Force. Um, It's a YouTube or podcast. He had Brian Flynn on, the host of it. Um, Chris McLeod had Brian Flynn. Now, he runs one of these boutique uh, lines, our our companies we're talking about, Super 7. Now, they kind of talked about the idea that so much stuff has been shipping and that things are going into deep discount stores like Ross and Ollie's and are just stockpiles of figures. He said that is a direct result of the collectors who created or showed up in force during COVID. They are no longer they didn't stay. And so now the stores and Hasbro was essentially overproduced for the number of collectors out there. That makes sense. Well, Part of that also was they were trying to maximize, you know, profits and raising prices on top of the amount of product out there. Um, there's going to be a swing. A pendulum is swinging from overproducing 
he says it's going to swing to underproducing. He goes, next year is going to be completely different from this year. You're not going to see these massive volumes of product going to deep discount like they have. He goes, you're going to be able to get the products most likely if you pre-order them. Those are going to be some of the limited ways that these are going to be available. And I already start to see maybe Hasbro going that route with the um, – I don't see there's any reason why that Phantom Menace set couldn't have been swinging in store shelves next year for the retro collection. But now we're bound to pre-order it or eventually get it only at Target in a box set. So you, it's all or nothing on that line. And I wonder how much more they're going to move to these very limited, exclusive uh, you know, releases. I agree with uh, Chris. I think there's going to be less product. I agree with Matt. The media right now is a mess, right? Um, Disney just released a few days ago their um, kind of uh, dates for their releases of uh, all their you know, properties. They own Plan the Apes and Aliens and Marvel and you know, Disney Princess and Pixar and everything. Everything that was Star Wars was to be announced. They do not set dates for any of the Disney Plus shows at all. And, like, that is going to screw up Hasbro. That's going to screw up us getting product. We're either going to get it before it ever comes out, or we're not going to get it for years and years because Disney delays it. Therefore, Hasbro has to delay it because of the pattern of secrecy that they've been holding to since The Force Awakens. Thanks, J.J. Abrams, for that. So the fact that we have no idea when any Star Wars media is coming next year is a really bad sign for Star Wars overall, in my opinion, because Star Wars is is, uh, you know, it, it is it is destination television. It is when they set those movies, the world starts gearing up for a Star Wars movie. And when the series comes out, people start preparing for their weekly reviews of the shows. And now you're telling me. They have no clue when they're going to be dropping Acolyte, which is done, or Skeleton Crew, which is done, or now they're saying Andor is getting pushed to 2025, and, you know, Bad Batch Season 3. I mean, these are big things, and the fact that there are no movies on the horizon is also very, very discouraging for the line overall. Hasbro used to be creative in years where there wasn't movies. They used to celebrate anniversaries. They used to, you know, hype up other aspects of the line. That's when they brought back vintage and stuff. Like they were more creative in how to get our attention when they didn't have that movie money coming in. Well, that movie money isn't a thing anymore. So I don't really know what their strategy is going to be going forward. I really do think the design team needs a little mix up. I think we need some fresh, flesh, uh, fresh uh, energy and blood to come in and infuse some excitement. I do foresee that maybe some younger lines will appear. And I don't mean younger like more young Jedi adventures. I'm meaning uh, more of like that epic heroes. Them starting to embrace lines that are still will appeal to the action figure collector but might not be the – super super strict adult collector so that's kind of my overall thoughts on what could be coming this year but you know it really who knows because it's really all up in the air all right um every year i 
usually predict us uh, that we will. I used to predict we will be getting Darth Maul from the Solo movie in either Black <laughs> Series or the Vintage Collection. I'm going to predict this year we won't be getting that Darth Maul from the Solo movie. I'm still baffled as to why they've never made that. That seems like a home run, like a new version of Darth Maul from the from like a you know major motion picture. I can't believe we don't have that yet. Um, I think there is going to be a big change next year. I can't... I don't know. I think one of the lines could be on the chopping block. I don't know if it'll be Black Series or or Retro or Vintage Collection. But I, I think something big might happen where one of these lines goes away. And, uh, I, I'm going to you know, predict it's Mission I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I think Mission Series is go- is done for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't you know? count. That's not a major line. <laughs> and those things I, barely last more than two years anyway. I think you know. I don't know. And if I had to, like, what if I had to pick? Like, you know, I collect like most of you guys. Like most of us collect a, at least a little bit of every line, even if we don't collect it all. Um, I'm trying to think if, if, if they said you're going to lose retro next year or you're going to lose black series next year, or you're going to lose TVC next year, what would I pick? Um, I don't know. Probably. I'd probably pick black series to lose just because I feel like I've invested way more of my life with three and three quarter inch figures. Um, this this is a no brainer for Chris and I, I'm curious what, (laughs) I'm curious what uh, Matt and Ryan would say. But but then again, here I am talking about how the Black Series Darth Vader was like my favorite figure of the year. You know? So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, speaking of Full Force uh, and Brian Flynn, you know, Super 7's coming out with a O-Ring Joe next year. And that's definitely going to take a lot of my attention away from Star Wars too. I'm not a complete, I'm not a completist on any Star Wars line anymore. Um, so, you know, super seven has definitely the opportunity to take my attention away from Star Wars. Not that I would stop. I'll never stop collecting Star Wars, but I could move some of my budget to GI Joe for sure. And they said that the price point is going to be the same as the retro collection, or as the reaction. So they're yeah. going to keep it. Even though they're going from a 5 POA to a super articulated figure, they're going to keep it at the 20 point. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll believe that when I see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, um, the reasoning was he plans on selling a lot more O-rings because that is the more popular style of figure when it comes to G.I. Joe. So. I do think that the the team needs a shake up. Like I'm not, I don't want more people to lose their jobs and already have. But I just, and I've said this before, I just don't like how when the lines come out, you get the same figures in Black Series, TVC, and Retro. Like you get one of each. I don't, and since I collect the, you know, all of them, and I, I would, I wish one, I wish they would all do their own things. You know, I wish Retro would focus more on original trilogy or even prequel trilogy stuff that we've never had before and and maybe you know 
black series keep up with the current entertainment, whatever that is, since there's really not any right now. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I predict we'll still be collecting Star Wars figures at this time next year, though. <laughs> because even if they stopped completely making them, for me, I'd still collect them because there's enough I don't don't have, don't have. You know, I would never quit. I still don't have a complete vintage, you know, collection of 78 to 85. I don't have all the vehicles. You know, there's still, you know, I don't have any of the mini rigs. I don't have. But. There's still some, there's still, well, actually, I do have one mini rig. I bought my first one a couple years ago. So. There's always something I would, you know, could still add to my collection, even if Hasbro shut down completely. <laughs> That's well. You know what, what? The question is, when did they buy that second? You know, a few years ago when they had to renegotiate the license after Disney. You know, once they were mm-hmm. properly under Disney's, uh, Star Wars was under Disney's thing. Um, they re they renegotiated, obviously, and that's when we did see some. You know, the the value of things dropped because obviously it was more expensive. Um, the question is, how long was that license for? Are they going to, you know, it, it does not make sense for them not to produce product if they're paying rent on something for the next three years, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, there's uh, there's some cool things probably coming. I, I like the idea of the the Phantom Menace stuff coming next year. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it doesn't, yeah, clog pegs like it has two times before, but what if there's just boxes and boxes of those retro collection sets at Target of Phantom Menace figures that they can't get rid of? I don't know. They have to dig out the old clearance bins. <laughs> no, yep. we'll all we'll all be uh, troop building the battle droids out of them. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I think that does kind of wrap it up for this episode. It's getting pretty late on the East Coast, almost one a.m. Um, but I want to thank everyone for joining me again for the best and worst of show. Ryan, thanks for being on. Ah, it was a pleasure. It's good to be here. I've actually had a good chance to be in my garage for a few hours and put stuff away while I've been listening to. So it's all right. <laughs> um, I got several review videos coming up. Plus, I've been getting into YouTube Shorts as well as still going on TikTok for some reason. So uh, nice. Anybody wants to check that out? It's MRBYZ on YouTube or MRBYZ zero on uh, TikTok. All right, I'll have to look for you on TikTok. I'm, I I have TikTok. I just don't ever go on there. But <laughs> I I don't totally understand it. I'm I'm too old to really understand <laughs> it, but I, I I'm trying. It's... All right, Matt. Thanks for being on the show. Best of show is always the best show of the year. It's fittingly named. Here's another prediction uh, for the year that Galaxy of Toys will do at least one more retrospective episode where pick up wherever we left off in the power we have to i think we're on wave full prediction wave three yes we need to get back to wave three i think we're on wave three of power of the force i was hoping to get one in early december but i just got you know this it's just hard for me sometimes but yes we need to we need to 
I think we did we maybe get past the red cards now? I think. I don't know. I think we left off. No, we're still on the red cards, if I think about it. Anyways, you're right, Matt. We do. Um, Chris, thanks for being on. Yeah, love being on. I mean, sometimes my predictions are predictable, but you probably didn't see me forgiving Grogu this year. So, <laughs> as long as he's not oversaturated, I'm, I'm, we're, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's still, I don't know. He's still up there, but it's not... It was a fever pitch there for a while, and it's just like it feels like we're coming out of the delirium. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see some like food items or, you know, like party items that aren't Grogu. Yeah. Oh. You know, my son wanted my son actually wanted a Star Wars birthday party, and everything is Grogu. Oh yeah. I the napkins, I don't see the plates, the cups. And... Yeah. Hey, I don't see it changing until we have a movie. Yeah, unless it's the Grogu movie. No, um, so we're hosting a foreign exchange student this year, and the mm. only thing she knows about Star Wars is Baby Yoda. Yeah, you know it. It was good that they came up with something that everyone pretty you know it was good for Star Wars. I think to yes. get everybody back on board, but yeah, it's enough is enough. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Got to get through this oversaturation period and get back to like all of Star Wars. I mean, and it doesn't. I mean, I'm not even asking for it to all be original trilogy, which is what I love. It can be more than that. It just I don't want it to just be one thing. Mm-hmm. So I agree. All right, and Jake, thanks for being on. Always, always wouldn't miss it. Happy to all be right. here. And I want to thank everybody listening for uh, another year of uh, podcasting. Um, we will be back in the year 2024. I don't know when, but <laughs> you'll probably hear back from us in January. Um, so I hope everybody has a good holiday and uh, happy new year. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams Just one more song, friend And then so long, friend The nights get shorter, it seems Just one more rhyme, friend Yes, it's a crime, friend But you know time, friend Time can fly so it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.